Did you enjoy the Ryanair flight countdown there? Nice, wasn't it? Cute, bouncy, uplifting, happy, just like all of us. Good evening. I am the host of this magnificent show. You will know us as APW. The new people will know us as Camp Wonderland. Both work, both fit. They're both uh, perfectly compatible with us all. I am the pirate, your host, Chris, or Le Christophe, if you prefer. And tonight, I've got three wonderful gentlemen to talk some Arsenal with. Who'd have thought? First of all, he's got to be here, Danny. Ah, Chris, and might I say how fetching your new shirt looks. Ah, don't, 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 don't. don't. We're saving that. We're saving that. Don't, Don't blow our load all over the screen yet. Let's just... Just, you know, they might get a little glimpse. Mm-hmm. A little How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm old and, and rickety and, and whatever. But well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll be 38 in like what three months' time. But I've done month. one month and one day. I'll mm-hmm. be half a century. Well, I mean, you know, you we, are we all we all know you're ancient and decrepit. It's fine. But have you have you run five point eight five miles today, Danny? No, so I haven't up. moved five point eight miles this year. <laughs> you really haven't. Well, luckily enough, I have, so I'm happy. But I'm all good. Um, I'm going to introduce our next guest now. Um, he's uh, fresh off of modelling the Manchester United third strip today. Uh, good evening and welcome, Josh. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. I've realised after you've mentioned that this the last podcast I was wearing this exact same T-shirt, so I feel yes. like I might need to diversify my mm-hmm. uh, my wardrobe instead of yeah branching out from the Harry uh, Harry Maguire grease away range. Better still, it would be it'd be brilliant if you had like a wardrobe that you just opened up and there was just fifteen of the same T-shirt. Like that would be <laughs> so maybe that's the way to go. Um, but uh, yeah, every time I look at you with that moustache, all I want to do is just go well every time. But <laughs> anyway, that's uh, for the for the old amongst us. Um, and finally, I've saved the best for last. No offence to all all the rest of us three, but he, he's coming to us live. Rumor has it that he's currently negotiating contracts for new players. Yes, indeed, uh, he's coming all the way from abroad. I'm not actually going to disclose where. If you want to know where, I'm sure you can find it on his timeline. But he's on his Holly Bobs for about the eighth time this month. It's only Jeff Arsenal, right, Jeff? Christopher, how the devil are you, sir? I, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. It feels like forever. How is how is foreign climbs right now? Yeah, beautiful. Um, I'm got for, for the next hour and a half, I'm going to be the international correspondent. Yeah, how about that? Fantastic. Love it. Um, of course, you know that our fan base will not be happy unless you've got at least four players joining imminently. So just prepare for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, won't we? We'll see how we go. We certainly will. We will be uh, discussing some transfer tittle-tattle for all of you bloodthirsty fans out there who want us to talk that. But we're going we're gonna to start tonight's pod with um, a bit of a squad assessment uh, because we play Fulham... Oh, crikey. Three days time. Football's back. Who'd have thought? It's nuts, isn't it? Absolutely bonkers. It doesn't feel like we've finished last season and we're already into a new season. The good news coming yesterday that the uh, three o'clock games are not the only games that will now be um, broadcast live. All of them are going to be broadcast live, at least until September um, or the end of September when it will be reviewed. So at least you'll be able to watch all the games. Um, BBC are in for a treat. Leicester Burnley is their game. I'm sure they're itching for that one. It's got nil-nil written all over it. Fantastic stuff. But yes, across, I believe it's Sky, BT, BBC and 
Amazon, you'll be able to watch every single Premier League game. Uh, if you're a psychomaniac like me, you'll be able to watch about 20 games a week. Fantastic. Great times. Um, but we're really only going to be focusing on Fulham Arsenal. So, um, Danny, this is where I'm going to lean on you slightly. If you wouldn't mind popping across to Arsenal.com and grabbing a list of our squad, because we're just going to kind of do a bit of a, an overview. But I figured for our live listeners... Uh, that are watching us right now, they can have a little look at what we're looking at. And I want to just go through the individual departments and just assess where we are in terms of our squad. So, um, Josh, you've got the short stick, um, but don't worry, I've saved some specials for you. But I'm going to give you the goalkeepers, first of all. Uh, at the time of recording, we have technically three first-team goalkeepers, those being Bernd Leno, Emmy Martinez and Matt Macy, who's sort of very much third choice. And then you've got the, the youth keepers behind him, or them, What's your feelings on the goalkeeping situation in terms of where it stands, in terms of where it might be if one was to leave? And uh, and sort of as we go into the season, who would be your number one and why? Well, I imagine if we went back, what? I would say almost since post Lehman, this has been the first season I've gone in and I'm not worried about the goalkeeping situation at all. You look at it and you go, Bert Leno, Martinez... We're trying to work out who's number one and they're all for positive reasons. This isn't who's our, you know, is it Almunia or uh, trying to think of other, you know, like Wojciech Szczesny when he was just kind of coming through or Fabianski. These are two high quality goalkeepers that both match the philosophy of our manager. And I would be happy to see either of them start for us. Um, at the weekend so yeah just the rumours about Martinez leaving again we're in such a strong position at the moment that you're a bit like if Leno went or sorry if Leno stayed Martinez went out I wouldn't necessarily cry the main thing to look for with Martinez is the fact that because we've had him for so long and from so young he counts as homegrown for us although he's an Argentinian international a bit like Hector Bellerin we got him in young and early, and yeah, he counts as one of our development players. So there's a there's a place in the squad for him in that regard. Uh, the only thing I'm slightly worried about is how good a second-choice goalkeeper is Matt Macy, if one of them comes through. But if we're at the point where we're arguing that, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd put my resources elsewhere if I were Arsenal. We've got uh, Ilyev, I think, is probably going to go in terms of fourth-choice goalkeeper. I think he'll probably leave. And then it is the Estonian boy who made his debut for the national team over this uh, international break before the season started. Just a very weird sentence to be out with, but it's an exceptional season. So, yeah, Chris, as general, I'm not worried about any of our goalkeeping situation. And if you told me Leno was going to start against Fulham or Martinez was going to start against Fulham, I'd go, meh, okay, fine. That's, I think that's pretty pretty well summed up. I think I think we're all kind of we're all kind of okay with with where we are as it stands, but it, it is possibly going to change. Um, Jeff, I'm going to come to you probably with each individual segment because naturally people will want to get your thoughts on on what you're hearing or what you're not hearing in terms of ins or outs, because that seems to be quite a regular thing in, with our squad right now. Um, what what do you make of the goalkeeping situation? You were there for all the games that were able to be 
had, shall we say, last season in terms of live appearances. Emmy came in and did a brilliant job at the end of last season and by all accounts has been an Arsenal man for, well, as long as as long as any other player that I can think of, excluding Bellerin. He's he's earned his his place. Would you would you stick with him for the start of the season, or or would you sort of go back to Leno? And and do you think the club is actively trying to move or, or willing to let one of the other one of the two go if if the uh, right offer comes in? Well, what we are going to see is how Mickey um, Mikel ha- handles man management because he's got he's got a few issues on his hands at the moment, uh, right across the board. The, the goalkeeping one is 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 definitely one of them. I would personally, I, I you know, Emmy hasn't really done anything wrong. He's, he's got in there, he's grabbed his chance. Uh, out of the two goalkeepers at the moment, um, on what we've seen, I know it's only been about fifteen games or something. I do, I think Emmy commands the area a little bit stronger, um, but you know, Leno has saved us so so many times. Like Josh says, I wouldn't be too. I'm not too. It, it is a very positive. I mean, years that have gone past, we was just talking about who was the most rubbish or who was the shittiest goalkeeper we, we was going to uh, suffer. Uh, we're in a fortunate position at the moment. I don't know what the situation is with regards to what he's going to do, Mikel. It's a, it's a tough one. No doubt we'll speak about it later on when we get to the transfer stuff. Uh, but I would definitely prefer. I would prefer Emmy because he's done a good job when he's coming, and I think it'd be really, really unfair if he if he if he gets dropped. If he does, it's going to be. I think it will most probably be on Monday morning with the, with the transfer request. Uh, so that's it's it, again. There's a lot of issues that that Mikel. We're going to find out what type of manager he is. Is he ruthless? If he's ruthless, um, a, a little bit. I mean, I, I tend to think like he did with Saka. Uh, he was playing him and playing him. Then he got him to sign the contract, and then he, you know, he gave him a rest for a little while. I would, if I was, if I was going to be ruthless and, and be a uh, that type of manager, rather than how Arson used to used to take it, he was maybe too loyal to players and very very honest and open and stuff like that. Uh, I would, I would leave um, 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 Emmy in there. I'd, I'd get him to sign a new two year deal. So we've got him on a, on a longer contract. I don't know when it runs out. Has he got, he's only got two years now, hasn't he? I think he's only got maybe two, two years yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we do need two goalkeepers anyway, but uh, I'll get him to extend, give him more money. I think he's only on 25 grand a, a week at the moment, believe it or not, which is which is paltry for a, a top Premier League team. Uh, you know, But he's been here such a long while. Um I would get him to extend, give him a lot more money, maybe 75 grand a week. I think he's worth it. Um, and then we'll keep him and we're in a better position at the end of the season if we do need to sell him anyway. And we've got two good goalkeepers on the firm. And let him fight out. Keep Leave Emmy in there and say, right, it's yours to lose. Danny? Yeah. Did you say my name? Mm. Oh, yes. I'm, uh, my cat's just I, come in. It I did indeed. I was handing it over to you. See what your thoughts were. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've never done it before, Jeff. Um, I'm not really bothered about which one of the two starts. I'm more bothered about if we are going to sell one of them. Now, the amount of money you're going to get for a future German international who's going to be skirting around the number one position for Germany when uh, when um, Neuer 
finally retires, which the Germans have a habit of retiring early, like um, like was it Lahm, the left back retired way too early. The Germans tend to do that because they've had so much success. And if we are going to sell one of our two um, goalkeepers, I want to sell the one we're going to get the most money for. We all, it's an educated guess that Leno is eventually going to go back to Germany because because that's that's where he comes from. That's what we'd all do if we were him. And but Martinez has been at Arsenal now for a decade. He's the longest serving player there, and he's only twenty six, I think he is. He's got another eight or nine years left of us if he wanted to. So I'd, I'd sell the one that you're going to get the most money for and keep the one who wants to stay the most. So if we sold Leno, we're probably going to get 40 million for him. If we sold Martinez, according to reports, we're going to get 20 million for him. So as for which one starts, I really don't mind. I think that um, Martinez is much more commanding in his area. He's much more of an old fashioned kind of goalkeeper. He's not a puncher. I don't like goalkeepers like Leno had a habit of punching. Uh, like Al Mooney had, a, had a, uh, um, a habit of windmilling and going all over the place. We've been so many seasons with so many rubbish goalkeepers, and now we've got two really good goalkeepers. But I think it's more important of the finances rather than which one that we keep, because I think either one of them could play every game for the rest of the season for us, and they'd both be much, much of a muchness. They're both going to be really, really good. It's funny, isn't it? We spend we spent so many years moaning about the lack of depth. We finally get depth, and now we're moaning because we've got two good goalkeepers. It's like you, you just got too many toys at Christmas. Yeah, I, I and I I think I tweeted a while ago, and you know, quite a lot of people agreed. Some people disagree. I know uh, one of our one of our guys, Neil, is very keen on on shipping Emmy out, saying we'll never get the sort of money we we could get from now. And this sort of idea that we, if we get rid of one, we've got to bring someone in. It just seems a bit, it's like, it's all right saying we're going to raise some money by selling somebody, but then you've got to spend to bring someone else in. It's sort of, it doesn't really make any sense to me. And, and you know, I think a lot of people have forgotten how good Burton Leno was for us. I'm not one of them. Thought he was, he was brilliant for us last season, but I thought Martinez was also brilliant and, and has earned his place and has worked his balls off. And sometimes in football, it's, it's a harsh game and, Sometimes you get injured, the game moves on and, and you get left behind. That's just the brutal reality that we haven't had at this club for far too long. So it is what it is. Um, moving on to defenders now. Um, I'll start with you this this time, Jeff. What, uh, what do you make of our, our centre-back uh, cluster at the moment? Because we've got an awful lot of centre-backs. I think it's fair to say we're, we're quite blessed in terms of the full-backs with, with Tierney, with, with Bellerin. We, we've got to consider uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles as, as a permanent fixture, at least as we speak, and Cedric as well. So Kolasinac has been linked with moves away. And then you've got the likes of Deep Breath, Rob Holding, Gabriel, Socrates, Mustafi, Chambers, David Luiz, Pablo Marie and William Saliba at centre-back. Um, first question to you really is how many of those do you think go? And a uh, second question is, do you feel a bit more secure going into this season in terms of our defensive setup? Because that's always been our, our Achilles heel for, for recent times. Oh, you know what? I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I've got to be a little bit cautious with regard to um, the, the new boys that have come in, Gabriel and, and, and Saliba. You, I mean, you're, you know, you've seen, you're, you're the French football expert. You're going to tell me how good and how uh, weak they are or whatever. But, you know, the t- two boys that have come in, they, you, you've got to take into consideration this is the Premier League. New lads that come in. I mean, we've only seen it with Pepe. Um, a lot of people like him. But, I mean, I think there's so much more to come and he, he's only just starting to bed in now. Uh, and I think they are going to need time to bed in. And the Premier League is, is ferocious. 
uh, and it's a difficult place to learn on the job, so to speak. And, you know, I don't know. I don't think they're going to start uh, too much very early unless we're short of, of players. Um, so I think I think he's going to he's still going to go with with what we've got at the moment. Um, we do need at the same time we do need to, we do need to shift some players because we we need to free up some money to get a, a midfield player in. Um, so I would imagine. I don't know. I think I think Chambers is he fit now? I think I think I saw a picture of him training anyway. At least maybe yeah, maybe we might we might we might we might get something for him. Um, uh, I just think it's going to be very very difficult for for Arsenal to to get rid of him. Socrates, you know, who's going to pay the money for him? He might be a couple of I don't know. Was it four or five million pounds? He might be worth or something. We do need to we do need to get some um, and some of them centre halves away. But at the same time, we've got to be very, very careful because if we are reliant upon the two youngsters to come in, and then maybe have, have, it all depends how we're playing it as well. It all depends how he, he looks at it. Um, Mikel is he going to play with the four or is he going to play with the three? I do think he's going to start with the three at the, for for the first few games. Um, but you don't know. He maybe I think he, eventually he's going to want to do a, a, a change to four three three or something like that. I think that's his ideal way of playing in his mind. Uh, so if he does that, then you know it, it all changes again. So then you've got you've got married at Solis sidelines is ready to come in as well. We have got a lot of centre backs there that um, are going to want to play. It's it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it sure is. And, and Josh, in terms of going into like the first few games of the season, I think Jeff makes a good point. I think Salibar will be probably the one that is uh, it's sort of held back a little bit i'd imagine just in terms of his age and, and progression he's going to need a bit of time to adjust um gabrielle is is pretty much ready to go but again we'll need to adjust to the physicality do you do you think that may be the reason that's holding up for example the rob holding deal there's talk of him going to newcastle do you think Mikel Arteta might be keen to keep him in place until at least the end of the window where he's a month further down the line a month further down the road of, of the development of the two new boys uh, and probably a bit more of a settled look to the team. Do you think it, it'll probably be more of a, as Jeff said, a, a sort of a David Luiz, Tierney and, and holding mix up to start the season? Well, we, we've heard that David Luiz is injured as well at the moment. Um, He's got a, oh, what is it? It's a strain in his neck. neck. Or it's a neck injury, yeah. isn't it? I think it's in training. They were asking, David, David, check where your position is on the pitch and because he's never done it before looking around to see where he is he's uh pulled a muscle but so i think it's one of those key things that you're looking now and you're going socrates definitely isn't part of our plans we've seen that you know post the return of football that he just didn't feature at all um i was kind of surprised that you remember when he scored against southampton that's the last time it was there it was that volley from a corner yeah um, yeah that's the fake up yeah, and you think about it and you're like, blimey. That yeah. was the last time he kind of played for us. Um, yeah, sorry, Portsmouth, not Southampton. But Gotta get that right. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Ross will kill me. But I got those two mixed up. They're all on the South Coast. They're all the same clubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in terms of who I see, and I think we might see Saliba earlier than Gabriel. And I think it's purely because of the David Luiz not being available. Because mm -hmm. from what I have seen, is Gabriel doesn't speak great English at the moment. And I imagine the Portuguese and, and French of Rob Holding and Kieran Tierney probably isn't the great greatest. 
<laughs> so I'm assuming Saliba has been, uh, you know, learning English since his move was confirmed last season as well. It would have made sense that he was taking English lessons. So, and he's been training with us for longer as well. Yeah, uh, with, his English is not bad. His, his yeah. base is not bad. So, yeah, you say we've got Mustafi out injured at the moment and he's a player I'd keep a hold of. Mm. for this season I, he's looked great under Arteta and I might get pelters for this and actually I don't care if I do uh, I think he's playing for a new contract as well I, mm. I really think that there's potential that we could give him a two-year deal after this you know if it comes to January February time and he's still been putting in the same performances and he will happily play a bit part role for us uh, as he you know extends into his 30s then yeah I'd happily give him a new deal as you say, Callum Chambers is probably what, about a month away till really? we see him at fully yeah. fit. Fully fit. Pablo Mari again is also out injured at the moment or coming back from an injury. So I think that's where we've put kind of put the brakes on with letting Rob Holding go at the moment. Mm. We've got till the eighth of October to make that decision, and I think we can use that or sixth of October. We can use that time, but basically twenty eight days or so, to assess Callum Chambers coming back, assess Mari coming back, Louise can come back as well, and we can have a bit more of a clear out. This is also another month of Gabrielle getting settled. So I think we might see a bit of a strange lineup for Fulham. I think it still might be the the three at the back system until maybe another couple of weeks. I think once David Louise is back and you know Saliba and Gabrielle are kind of embedded into the side that we'll then see come January, we'll, we'll revert to four at the back. I think there is something telling in what we did in the QPR game, uh, the friendly where we revealed no details at all. Yeah. And perhaps we were looking at something tactically on that, maybe a four at the back or who knows. It will be revealed against Fulham. Hence we conceded three goals probably. <laughs> it's probably why nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's absolutely. Fulham. Yeah, no, I I tend to agree with with that. And and Danny, um, rather than asking you the same question, what's the what's your thoughts in terms of the fullbacks? Because uh, Hector, the goal protector, has been linked with PSG. Um, from the people I speak to, I'm led to believe that 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 has it's gone down the road far enough to suggest that Hector's spoken to them. Um, and there isn't, there hasn't been a formal bid placed, but he's one of a number of targets that PSG are looking at. But they need to to move players off their their wage bill before they can put the sort of money across that we'd be looking for. And you've got Kiratini, who easily is is our best left back, but is probably going to play left centre back until such time as we can move things around. And Maitland Niles, who obviously wants to play in midfield, but is doing a pretty good job at fullback. So are you, are you happy with where our fullbacks are at the moment in, in terms of depth? Cedric as well, of course, is back up to Bellerin. That's too many questions at once. Give me them one at a time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nearly 50. You've got to be gentle. First of all, Je- um, Jeff, um, um, what's his name? I'm going to make sure that I... Um, Luka Kolakusic is in Croatia, and he says, where are you, if you can say? Wave. Jeff? No, I think I'll leave that. Hey, for now. Oh. Yeah, I think I'll leave that for now, Dano. <laughs> Hope you know, key top secret. Jeff is uh, is, the, is our 007 here. You never know he's going to be there. I think we should say hello, um, Chris, to all the wonderful people that, like us, know that Twitch is, in fact, the future. You've got Alex 
P1956. You've got our, mate, our, our very own Nick Fights is in there. Jackasaurus, who is um, from Ireland, I think. I watched his stream the other day, actually. He was playing Fall Guys. And I was having a chat with him. I saw that Twitch Ireland um, tweeted, um, go and follow these Irish um, Twitchers, and he was one of them. He was. Um, who else is in there? There's uh, AFC Freddy. I don't know who he is. He looks like a nonce. Maybe I should, uh, should ban like him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what was the question? One at a time, and I'll answer them. To I'll, I'll, sim- I'll, I'll simplify the question. If we keep Thank the you. fullbacks we've got, are you happy with the fullback areas with the club in terms of what we've got available right now? Um, I do vaguely remember you saying something about Bellerin leaving. Uh, mm-hmm. Bellerin, it was um, such a great prospect because of his speed. We know that he doesn't have the speed anymore. He's, uh, now is the time, part in his career where he should start learning to defend which is a little bit weird because you think as a right-back, you should have learned to defend years ago. His defending isn't all that great. And we've seen when Cedric has come in that that's what it's like to have an actual proper right-back right who's doing proper defending. Hold on. I thought I was going to... Oh, there you go. I, I just gobbled a peach. Oh, dear, matron. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'd be quite happy to let Hector go. It's closer to the fat Paris fashion walks um, area, which is uh, which is all going to be shut down anyway. But that amount of money... I mean, we always get mugged off, don't we, with players? And if he's going to go there for 40, 50 million quid, yes, all day long. Thank you very much for what you've done for us, Hector. But you are not a proper right back. As much as we love you, as much as you've got a Cockney Spanish accent, uh, I don't like. You're not good enough to be a defender, and you're one of the weak links for so long when it comes to defending. You can't get out of trouble all the time by having the pace of a whippet. And so, if we've got Tyranny at left back, who is going to be the greatest left back football has ever seen, and then we've got um, um, Suarez at right back, then I think that's two places that then we're not no longer going to be weak on because for so many years we've had people like um, Kalasnic at left back, Bellerin at right back and then you're spoilt for choices. Which wing do you go and attack down? You can have us down either of those wings and if we are going to play the formation where you can have Tyranny and Saka on one side and then you can have Pepe and Suarez on the other side, what, how are you going to beat them lot? You're not. It's not going to happen, is it? So, yeah, I'll be quite happy if Hector leaves and I'm really happy with the, the, the full-backs that we got at the moment. I think I answered that. I think you did. You did well. You did well, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it as well. I'm not sure I agree with all of it, but... Uh, but I, I agree with. Argue with me. I, I, I feel the Bellerin thing. I think a lot of people are, um, are throwing him out with the rubbish too early. I, I think he's... Uh, I, th- I feel like the only the only way Hector leaves is if is if he has indicated that he'd be open to a new challenge. You know, sometimes a player can just go stale at the club, and I think that's the only thing that maybe would be in, you know in Hector's mind and, and the the challenge and the appeal of PSG may be something that he might fancy. You know, he may he may well fancy the idea of something fresh. He did mention sort of tugging <clears> the, the Parisian fashion element, but Hector strikes me as a sort of guy who'd probably quite like to broaden his horizons in terms of. A move abroad, and I always thought if he left Arsenal, he probably would go abroad. If not, back ten up. or twenty million, I'd say don't. Well, that's the thing. I think if you're going to sell him, I think you you've got to be looking at, at thirty plus. Um, and PSG just don't have that money right now, not with FFP regulations and everything as well. So, I mean, Man City. What with Man City? Did you say? Yeah, do a Man City and just get um, a, a a men's boutique in Abu Dhabi, oh, yeah. uh, just to yeah. go. Oh, we're now sponsoring the laces. Here's five hundred million quid. Uh, yeah. Apparently, and then threaten to take UEFA to court if and bankrupt UEFA. I think just get away with it. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's going to work out for for PSG. They've been in enough hot water as it is. I don't think they want to risk it again. But 
Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a weird one. I, again, I think it will go late. I, I, I would, I would rather keep Hector, to be honest. And, um, and I think, and, and I also, I do just want to put in a bit of defence. Well, you'd rather keep Hector and, and not sell him for 15, 40 million quid. You'd keep him rather than having that. No, I, I think if you get a bit of that much, then yeah. that's different. But if we're talking twenty twenty five, yeah, and I, I think. I think generally I'd rather keep him. And the only other other one I'd like to defend, um, I do listen to, I don't know if you listen to the Arsenal Vision podcast, but another another one of the 460,000 oh, podcasts. Yeah, yeah Elliot and, and Clive. Clive, and Poznan and, and Tim. Tim. Tim, yeah. Um, they do an excellent show as well. And and um, Elliot is really not a fan of Cedric Suarez and he doesn't hide it, bless him. Um, but I think he gets a raw deal and... Um, I think Klein made a really good point this, this week on that show about how sort of the qualities that, that Cedric brings. And and I, I feel like he, he's almost been kind of victimised by some of the fans through no fault of his own. You know, it's not his fault that he has an agent who's a bit of a, a bit of a, a what's it. And, and you know, he, everything that he posts suggests to me that he's having a lovely time and is really enjoying being an Arsenal player. And every time I've seen him play for us, I thought he'd look really good. So, you know, that might be, the jolt that Hector needs to get back to his best, knowing that he's got a player like Cedric in behind him, pushing him. So, you know, that's, that's just my, my personal take on it. And, and as for the centre back situation, the sooner we can get Kieran Tierney out to that left hand, uh, left back position, the better, because that's where he should be playing. Um, uh, you know, and, and then hopefully we can move AMN either further forward or, or across the other side, depending on what situation arises with him, which leads us nicely onto the midfield area. Uh, I'm going to go back to Josh, first of all, on this one. Um, hmm, fair to say, Josh, this is an area that is uh, a talking point right now, uh, as it stands, and, and I count these players as midfielders um, because they are midfielders. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll keep, the, I'll keep the wingers and forwards separate, but if you look at midfielders, you're looking at Saka, Sabios, who's come back on loan, um, some German geezer, never heard of him, he, he must be a prospect, uh, Mohamed Elneny, uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, again, if we're calling him midfielder, Lucas Torreira, Granit Xhaka, Matuk and Doozy, Joe Willock, and Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, at least that's what the official website lists as midfield. Um, hmm. Where do you stand on this one, Josh? I mean, we're all, we're all waiting for the the signing, aren't we? We we all feel like there's something mm. missing there. So, what would you do with that midfield? What what what's your feelings on where it is right now? Yeah, I mean, the only player we've really had that's any different from last season is El Neni coming back to the fray. I think he's a player, to be honest. That kind of, I'd keep him around for a season. So I'd that. say also uh, just in terms of cover, and he matches what Arteta's looking for in midfielders, as you kind of mentioned in that midfield, there's so many players that, you know, our midfield is lacking numbers already. And then the numbers we've currently got aren't good enough for us, or at least don't match the philosophies or don't have the right attitudes. So we know that, you know, with Lucas Torreira is being offered around Italy, uh, presumably as hand luggage, uh, poor little Lucas, so, yeah, expect him to be going. And then you've got the Gwen Doozy situation. Again, PSG uh, have hinted that they'd like to get in on getting Gwen Doozy, but they might have to do a bit like we have to sell before they can buy anyone. And then, as you say, the mystery of Meza Ozil, who looks to be sticking around again for another season. And looking at it and looking at the big 
two names, you know, the, the two elephants in the room that we won't mention at the moment. I think he does bring balance as a kind of bit party player, a bit like a, like a one matter for like Man United. Doesn't start every game, doesn't play every game, but will come on, do a bit of cameo for us. Or like Bernardo Silva does for Man City again. Uh, for any fantasy players out there, very irritating that Bernardo Silva, you know, doesn't start every game for City. Like I think he probably should because he's an excellent player. But we might see what happens with uh, Mesut maybe down the line. But yeah, we are missing something from that midfield in the shape of Thomas Partey and uh, Hussein Ouar um, as I believe they mentioned, they West call country him in the West Country. They do, yeah, exactly. Mm. Plymouth born and bred, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> well, I, I can't, I can't wait for us to potentially sign him and, and commentators up and down the land getting his name wrong repeatedly, week in week out, and it infuriating me every single time. I can't wait. Um, it's the same reason that everybody gets Anton Griezmann's name wrong, which also triggers me. But you know, and it is Griezmann, by the way. Um, well, it ain't, it ain't easy being greasy. That's all I can say. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right, and I think you make a good point. And El Nini, I think he'd be your ideal uh, fodder for midfield. You know, just a guy who can cover the positions and he isn't going to cost you anything. Particularly if Torreira goes. Uh, let me slide Jeff in here. Jeff, um, we're, we're going to talk to kind of transfers in a separate section, if you will, but. There's, a, there's a, quite a lot of talk about ins and outs in that midfield area. Do you, do you think that, that that is the key missing ingredient for Mikel to get right if we are to, to challenge those top four positions or higher this season? Well, I just I just think we, we're starving for a, for a creative midfield player rather than the whole host of midfield players that we've got. We need some creativity in there. Ozil don't look like he's going to get a game this season. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with him? It's, 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 I mean, if we could get, uh, if if, we could, if they could just lock horns and work it out somehow, some somehow where we could get him on the pitch for I don't know twenty games, you know, even even substitute appearances, because I mean we're, we're all thinking back at the Urzel in, in his first eighteen months. If we can get him onto the pitch and, and play like he did then. He's most probably the best midfield player at the club, but his last eighteen months have not been very good. He's he's what, nearly was he nearly thirty two now thirty one thirty two, so he's he's the wrong side of thirty maybe. Uh, still fit, he's fit as a fiddle. Uh, I think he's, he he says he's raring to go, but it's just a shame that we've got such a player like that. We've we've still we've still got potential to to offer us something, and we can't get him on the pitch. Again, it's another big thing that we're going to see how how Mikel's man management's going to work out. I think Torreira, he, he, I mean, you think he's more or less out the door as long as we can get a decent fee for him. El Nenny, I don't know. I think, what do you do? You've got El Nenny, or you, you could you could try and keep Ainsley Maitland Niles. I mean, Maitland Niles. Do you, I know you might put him as a, as a wide player, what a right back or whatever, but you know, he, I think I think he does want the plan in in the midfield somewhere. So what do you do? You got it's very very difficult. You got all those midfield players, uh, and half of them, and you know, they're not they're not really the quality of player that we need. And we as as maybe ten or twelve players at the club, uh, including a goalkeeper, defenders, and and the rest of them, that you know are up for transfer. Really, we'd most probably take a bid on a lot of them. 
to get a couple of good players in. We're looking for a midfield player. I, I haven't seen a lot of, of Thomas Partey, but personally, I don't think he is that type of player that we need. I think we need a, a proper creative midfield player that can get hold of the ball and, and uh, give defenders trouble, running straight at them and give them trouble working out how they're going to, uh, you know, running and passing through the lines. We, I think we need a bit of creativity. That's what we've been... You look at last season, the back end of last season, we was... If we had a, a top quality central midfield player in there that, that you know, that, that was very, very creative, we'd have scored a lot more goals. People aren't going to like me for saying this, but what this team needs right now is a Samir Nasri at his pump, that type of player who, yes. who will break their lines. Yeah. And I know I know he didn't leave on the best of terms and I know he was a bit of a twat, but he was a wonderful player at his, at his you know, his, his peak, if you will, uh, the game. So ironically, I remember him playing brilliantly against Fulham, funnily enough. Um, think- and, uh, go on, Jeff. Sorry, go on. I- I was going to say, I think the problem is with our midfield, we're in a really weird place that I think where I could see us needing like an out-and-out creative player as well. I think we could also get away with just having an out-and-out holding player. So Mm. someone who's a bit more physical than Torreira, just as bustly around the field, but someone who can let like Ceballos go higher up the field and have that kind of freedom to play. I mean, also, second season Pepe as well. I'm putting a lot of my eggs in second season Pepe's basket at the moment to say that we should see him be more creative for us or, uh, yeah, kind of gain that chemistry with that forward line mm. that we were kind of missing out on. We've also got, I would kind of see Willian playing in central midfield for us. I don't know why, but mm. I see him as being like a number eight for us instead. And if you said we had a midfield of something like Xhaka, Ceballos and Willian, you'd say a bit too lightweight, maybe. Mm. And that's where I say that if you had a defensive midfielder in there, you'd be like, okay, we have got enough creativity in the side. We just aren't letting those creative players be as creative as they can be, kind of holding themselves a bit back, a bit like, ironically, Arteta, you know, a season after he joined us, where you're like, sorry, mate, you can't can't kind of have you playing almost a luxury midfielder you're gonna have to come back and build from deep Mm. we've got these players who can build play from further up the field that are just doing it as deep line playmakers granite jacker that is his position a deep line playmaker but sabios joe willock some of the things we've seen from him i think he needs someone yeah he needs time and he needs someone he can learn off as well Mm. But I think that's where we've kind of got this problem. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. What about what about? Sorry, mate. I beg your pardon. I thought you was finished. Uh, what yeah. about um, giving Emil Smith Rowe a go? Because I mean, I watched a few highlight reels from him when he was at Huddersfield. He is the type of player that does. He's got he's got great um, he's got great pace. He runs with the ball. And he has got plenty of confidence where he just will run down the throats of, of, of central defenders, causing them all kinds of carnage. And, and yeah. uh, he's got apparently he runs into space. He's got great. He runs yeah. into great spaces where he's just natural for him. Is he, isn't he the type of player that we need? Uh, wouldn't would you not would you not give him a chance? You know, um, rather than putting him out on loan. 
I think yeah, I think uh, we do. I think we do. If but I think that I think we only give him a chance if we can't bring in an LR type of profile player. If if we if we spend the money on on a more defensive player, which I'll touch on in a second, or if we if we spend the money on another area of the pitch, then I think we've got to we've got to compensate it by giving a, a younger player a chance. Or like you said, Josh, moving William inside is is an option. Saka is another option playing in more central. I, I prefer him wide because of his his pace and ability to get in behind on those those flanks. But he proved it at Wolves when he played that role that he can play centrally. So I mean, I, yeah, yeah I, I think it's there's a kind of saying that you need. We could also get away with just having like a solid, like a Wilfred and Didi yeah. in our midfield. We have yeah. someone like that, and it gives the rest like a Smith Rowe. Is you're not asking him necessarily to track back every single time mm. that it gives them that freedom to try something more expansive, more experimental. You know, like when you see Maitland-Niles, that's why we see him playing so well is that he knows he's got that cover in behind him. It's why he'll do a step over whilst he's, uh, you know, bombing down the line because he's also so confident about his own ability that he's got the pace to get back and recover if it doesn't work out for him. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of... It's that limbo that we're in that there's so many ways of solving our midfield problem that I don't think there's a single, you, you know, there's so many ways of solving our problem at the moment that yeah. that's why I'm just completely open. Just like, right, Arteta, you build your midfield. You tell us what you're going to do mm. because it looks too lightweight on one side and then on the other side doesn't look creative enough. Yeah. You need that kind of hybrid player. And I think that's why we're not just after... Thomas Partey, I don't think he's that kind of unicorn we're looking for. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on uh, the transfers and, and those players in, in a second. Um, just one thing on, uh, shall I do the Thomas Partey thing now or shall I save it? Let's do it now. Um, at the end of this podcast, if you're watching live, you won't hear this because it will be um, seamlessly ed- edited edited, added by uh, by Danny in post-production. But I spoke to Joel um, of our Football Hipsters podcast, who's a, a very close La Liga follower. Um, and he had around about a two-minute message, two minutes twenty-one, I believe it is, to that we exchanged earlier on by audio, just just explaining a bit about Thomas Partey. Um, if you listen to this podcast and you've watched us live, don't worry, you don't have to sit through it all again. Just skip to the end, and you can listen to that when Danny tacks it on. But um, yeah, that that'll be available in post production. But but the the long and short of it is, Joel was saying to me, and and I agree with this, is is that Partey is not. He's not, I hate the term DM. It's such an old fashioned, just just pointless expression. It means nothing, DM, defensive midfielder. It doesn't mean anything. Holding midfielder, box to box, energetic midfielder, combative midfielder. Now you're getting me moist. And that's that's the sort of qualities that Parse brings. He's not just the, oh, he's physical, so he must be the new Vieira. Oh, he's got long legs, so he must be like Diaby. Oh, he's strong, so he's like Jacob, but can pass. He's got a lot more to him. And the price that's being quoted that some people are saying, oh, it's a lot of money for a 27-year-old, I think is an absolute steal. 40-odd million release clause for a player of, of Champions League experience who's played under arguably the biggest shithouse that's ever managed in, the, in European football, excluding that twat up the road, um, who's essentially, and a few other people have said, you know, Simeone, why does he want him to go? He doesn't want him to go. He's basically said, as Joel points out in this message he sent me he's given him his blessing to leave if he wants to try something new yeah out of respect for the player and the service that he's given him this is a player who essentially ended the career of of Atletico Madrid's longest serving 
holding midfielder whose name completely escapes me and it's really um it's not like i always want to say it's so okay or uh garcia no. no it was or, the guy who's Raul garcia uh, gabby. Gabby. gabby that's the badger essentially ended his career in terms of atletico madrid time because he was pushing so hard to get in the side he came on as a substitute in a few games and then worked his way straight into the team and played his way in and and he's a He's got more to his game than just running around tackling people. He is athletic. He is box to box. He does cover a lot of ground and his passing is hugely underrated. And, and it would just give us that, as you said, Josh, that Ndidi type of situation where you've got a, a, a physical, powerful player, but with so much more to his game. He's not just going to run around kicking people when we're, when we're on the counterattack. You know, he's, he is so much more than that. And that's why I would, would add him. And uh, that's my two cents worth there. Um, being, Danny, um, uh, being 27, though, um, do you not think Arsenal are moving into that era now where they are purchasing players that um, 25, 23, 24, 25? Because at 27, you know, um, all right, it, it, it maybe get a three-year contract at Arsenal. There's no sell-on really after after 30 years, really. Uh, and £50 million pounds is... is or reportedly to buy at some fifty million. I'm not sure, but it's a, it's a lot of money to play in in this era that we're just we're just going through at the moment. Where uh, you know when you, you're talking about twenty million pound for a, a young Ainsley Maitland Niles uh, with with everything that he may offer. Now I know he's not up to the standard at the moment of of Partey, but uh, it's a bit of difference in 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 age. And do you think do you not think that Arsenal are moving into a different era where you know, they need um, uh, a bit of value out of these players at the moment. Yeah, I think I think there's something to be said of that. I mean, the first thing to say about his age is um, is he's he's 27 as of time of, of recording. He was born on June the 13th. Um, so as we all know that he is now 27 until he turns 28, which is how it works. Um, so he has only just turned 27. So I suppose is that argument. The, the, the biggest issue I've got with it, Jeff, and I, I don't know whether whether I'm just getting old and the game's moving on, but I'm getting so sick and tired of, of people. And I don't mean you when I say this, but people constantly going on about this sell on value, this, this, you know, this, what well, we've got to be looking to sell them on in three years. I want to, I want an Arsenal team that's going to compete now. You know, I, I don't, I don't want a, a team that's, that's going, Oh yeah, I'm going to be really invested in that player. He's going to be fantastic. Oh, and in two years, he's going to be sold to Chelsea, Man United, whatever. I, I think we need to, almost get out of that mentality of, well, there isn't much sell-on value because we've got so many young players coming through, finally, and you look at that Hellend Academy, if if you keep a Saka and you keep a Maitland-Niles, their value is increasing whilst you've spent the money on a player like Party who comes in and makes an immediate impact. So, I mean, I, I don't know whether that's just me being old-fashioned, but I do feel like a lot of our fans are so... They're, they're all becoming Swiss rambles, aren't they? You know, you go on Twitter every day and somebody's telling you about the finances when, to be honest, uh, you know, Swiss is the only person I trust with those sort of figures. But, um, yeah, I just feel like the sell-on thing is becoming too much of a, from a fan's perspective, I just want to see a team on the pitch that's capable of winning stuff. And I think Partey brings that. Do you think that's fair? That's yeah, you, no, Jeff. I understand. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I understand. I quite agree with you. But I just think the club... 
are they not going down that road now where they want to buy these young players and they're going to get a bit, a bit, of, a, a bit of value out of them? And if they don't work out, at least they can get something for them rather than buy the Socrateses and, and, and players like that. Whereas if they don't work out, they're not worth two. Bob once said, you know, they get to 30 or 31 or something like that. That's where the problem lies. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. The, the one, the other one, or the other thing I would say with Party as well is his style of playing, his athleticism. I, I think he'd still be comfortably with us at the age of 32, 33. Um, I think arguably he'd have the, the kind of the Gilberto Silva effect where he would just keep going for as long as we needed him. So I, I think he'd be all right in terms of longevity. But like you say, the sell on value maybe isn't there. Um, Danny, yes. and before you go you on. Want- one of yeah. your pirate mates is in the chat. Um, J Rob is there, so you know what he's paid for. You now need to act like a um, paid monkey. Okay, well, it's not just J Rob, is it? It's uh, well, the other one. Oh, Bill hasn't turned up. No. Yeah. Uh, Danny, did you like my comment to J Rob as well? Of one of the things, the badges that uh, the lovely people can join in. Uh, the the white badge of choice looks suspiciously like Preston North End's. Badge. <laughs> Very suspiciously <laughs> like it. Yeah. Very suspiciously. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Maybe I should go and change that. Sorry. Well, I am I am nothing if not a whore. So um, you know, a deal is a deal at the end of the day. So J Rob, um, this is for you. Just I see you. I see you. I see you there. I see you. I see you. It's just for you, J Rob. Because Jay Rob has paid his money and he gets a special pirate wave every time he's in the show from Chris. If he, Chris does. Is he does, yeah. You get a naked wave if you if you pay three times. No, you don't. Um, Danny, anything you want to add on midfield? Because I'm conscious we want to get on with it. I, I think they've all covered it perfectly. Yeah, I did like Jeff's bit about giving um, Emil Deathrow, giving him a chance. He went to relegation threat in Huddersfield last night in the cha- last night, last season last in the night. championship. Yeah, helped them out, out, scored two goals in I think 19 games, played had some really good games at times. He wasn't there to score goals, but the way he was um running through their midfield, Josh, he, he was quite impressive at Huddersfield, wasn't he? Being our championship expert. Yeah, and uh Danny Cowley, the manager there, was just he couldn't speak more highly of Smith Rowe. It was mm. more the problem that the reason why Smith Rowe couldn't necessarily put in the numbers that we kind of would expect him in the championship was just because the rest of the team wasn't at his standard. He was just at that level ahead. And yeah, it was just kind of frustrating for Cali. He was like, yeah, I kind of got to rein him in a little bit or look at how I bring the team in slightly differently because they're just not at the same level. And it's almost like, yeah, the championship isn't kind of ready for him. And if he does go on loan, I think I've heard Fulham being rumoured as yeah, an option. Right, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those that he could either get a Premier League loan if we find an option for him elsewhere. Uh, or, sorry, if we find an option internally anyway, uh, yeah, if it's our or someone else comes in that we can we can use him for. But, yeah, otherwise he, he looks like he's ready for Premier League football. We have had eight players go out on. We've got rid of eight players from the overall squad and from the every player, and we have got eight players out on loan, Chris. Just just the eight, just the eight. I think a few more will go as well in terms of um, loaning options when when the time comes. But uh, I guess we will. I guess we'll see on that one. And um, Danny, why don't you kick us off then with the forward line? Uh, I'll read it to you just in case you'd forgotten who we've got. 
Um, we have got uh, William, obviously new signing. Alexandra Lacazette, who apparently, if you believe rumours tonight, has sought clarification on his future. Uh, the idea of selling him to me is madness, but I would say that. We've got Nicola Pepe, Reese Nelson, Eddie Nketiah, um, Gabriel Martinelli, who we can't really call upon until at least the end of the year, at the very earliest. And we have the captain, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who, if you believe some people has signed, if you believe others hasn't, blah, 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 blah. I personally think he's been signed for weeks. Um, I just think it's a question of when rather than if, but I guess we'll see. Forward line, are you, what, what's your thoughts, Danny? Are you, are you happy with that? Are you concerned in any way about the uncertainty of Lacazette or or indeed the uncertainty of Aubameyang as it currently stands? And before I say that, as everyone knows, we're new to Twitch. We've got uh, Grumpy Goon, Atent, uh, Commander Root, Feet, Gick Gok, Jackasaurus, Jennings AFC, Lurks, Storcina, and my the Highbury Inn all watch, uh, watching on Twitch. It says there's nine of them watching. That's madness. Um, Nick, uh, go put your Twitch in there and uh, so people can go and follow your Twitch. I think we need to break this down, Chris, into... Oh, God, that makes you sound like I know what I'm talking about. Break it down, go a little bit old school with this. They're all forwards, but they're not the same positions. Yeah. We've got um, Lacazette and Nketiah are going to be the ones playing up front in, in the main role because Aubameyang, while Lacazette is at the club, Aubameyang is not going to be played up front. And then we've got Pepe on the right, Nelson on the right, and we've got... Um, on the left-hand side. I mean, you could even put um, Zaka in there on the left-hand side. We also don't know where William is going to play. I think I agree with Joshua. He could kind of be the number eight, the kind of Ramsey role, because he's 32 now until he's 33. And so I think that could well be the position he is going to do, because we looked at a couple of shows ago, we looked at where he had played, and not last season, but the season before that, he did play quite a few games in the 10-8 kind of role for for Chelsea. Um, then we've got Martinelli, who I think is going to be one of those players where he can play in any one of the front four positions. And he's not back until the end of end of this, uh, end of 2020. So when you break it down into all those individual positions, I think we are covered. We are blessed in so many, like we are at the moment with, with our different, I'd never say the day, um, we are blessed when it comes to goalkeepers and defenders and strikers and some, and, and some of the wingers. And the only place we really need to do it is going to be in midfield. But then, I know we've already covered it, but if you've seen the way that Arteta has sprinkled his Arteta dust over Mustafi and uh, even and Louise and, and some of those other ones, what if he can do that to El Nenny? What if El Nenny becomes the modern-day Patrick Vieira? <laughs> because he, he scores from the halfway line whenever he wants. And we've got all these, I mean, Maitland-Niles, we don't know where his future is, whether he's going to be in in the the current section we're talking about where he's going to be playing right wing or whether he's going to be attacking, whether he could be the eight. Because I think much like we said for years, the Ox always wanted to play in the kind of 8-10 role for Arsenal and he never really got the chance. But we've got so many players covering in so many positions. I, I think we really can't have too much of an opinion until the season gets going. Because like Josh was saying, that QPR game, if we could have seen that, that would have given us all a much better idea of what's going on. But Arteta's been been a, a sneaky Spaniard by not telling us. Yes, yeah, sneaky, sneaky. Uh, Josh, what's your what's your thoughts? I know you're, um, well, I say I know, I think you're in my camp in terms of you'd rather see Lacazette retained, uh, particularly if Aubameyang's going to be playing wide. Any um, any sort of concerns about our ability to score goals because we did lean quite heavily on the, on the skipper last year. Yeah, I'm not too worried on in terms of. I wouldn't mind if Lacazette went in that 
he's one. Yeah, I know. Sorry, he's one of those players that if a decent bit came in, I would look to do it if it helps sort out our midfield problem. What do you call uh, decent? Just out of interest. I would start with probably 40, 50 million. I know we've got a hefty um, sell-on as well, back to Leon. As I didn't well know about that. Yeah. Tell me about that, Josh. So I think it's 30 to 35% sell-on clause. 35 is what I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty hefty. So, yeah, if anybody... Well, let's do... Can I do some quick maths? 50 million transfer fee, 17... And a half million goes to Leon. We retain the rest, which is 30, no, 23 million. Yeah, 22 and a half million. 22 and a half million doesn't get you a decent enough striker to replace. It might get you an uh, Edward. From it does. Maybe if while you're doing a cheeky little deal to Gwendozi to PSG, you say PSG, drop that 20% release. Um, or 40% sell-on that they've got on his contract at Celtic. But yeah, um, it's it's really tight in terms of yeah, the in terms of return and who we could get in. There's not many forwards in this market, and I don't see many moving at the moment. No. Uh, even like a Moussa Dembele at Leon. There isn't the market for a player of that type at the moment. It's only really Atletico are apparently looking for a striker. Hmm. But every other team that you'd say Lacazette is the quality for just aren't looking for a striker or don't have the funds because yeah. of the whole COVID situation. And it's still, we're, we're asking a team to shell out 50 million. And unless you're, you've saved up nicely because you've had a transfer ban in the previous window, so you've got another 150 million in the bank to go and splurge on a new forward line then yeah, I don't see anyone coming in for Lacazette. And Enketi is the one I, I'm i a bit... I'm not sure about Enketia, to be honest, because of the talent we've got coming through, that if he's not right for us, I wouldn't necessarily persevere with that project if there is a Balogun... John Jules, who has just gone out on loan, and if Danny is quicker, yeah, Doncaster, mm. that's it. Uh, yeah, so there's, I think maybe Enketia we see for a little bit longer, um, but otherwise, again, he's another one that if someone came in with a silly bid, thirty million, which you could see as bearing in mind, Aston Villa have just paid the high side of twenty eight to thirty three for Ollie Watkins from the Championship. Mm. Then and Katia, you can... would he any good though, Josh? Ollie Watkins is a decent striker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I'd see that you'd you'd want a similar kind of thing from Enketia as well. And there would be a market for him, I think, at that kind of value. Mm. Um, but yeah, and in terms of wingers, we've kind of mentioned we've got so many players who can play in a multitude of positions. Uh, I think another season of Reese Nelson, just learning his trade would be great for him. Uh, I, I still think there's a lot of work he needs to do, but again, I'd keep hold of him. Saka as a winger as well. I think the big thing for these guys depends on the formation, that how much ammunition they'll be getting. Because I think that was a big thing that we didn't have a huge amount of trouble getting the ball out to the wingers. 
especially it was then what the wingers were doing with it. It was especially the ball wouldn't stick to Pepe as much as I'd like it to have done to, for him to be the creative force. And I think it's the big second season of him that I'm really looking forward to, to see if he can kick on from where he was. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then I would worry for the rest of our forward line. Uh, I don't want to heap too much pressure on him, but he does have to kind of start performing in this second season. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's um, I think that's a fair comment. And and Jeff, wrap us up on on the squad in terms of that forward line. Do you do you share the same views as, as the others in terms of it, it's fine as it is? Don't mess with it, or do you feel like we need to strengthen it? And is is there enough depth there if we were to get an injury, for example? Aubameyang's re- record's been fantastic. What if he gets an injury? Is there enough there to cover that? Well, I think wide we're, we're okay. Now we've got William in. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing William. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know he's 32 with what we discussed earlier on, but he is a player that I think he's got, a, I think he's still got a, couple, a good couple of years in him. He looks after himself. Um, with Lacazette, he's at, that, he's, at that, he's at that place now where if we are going to cash him in, now is the time, in my, in my belief. Because, you know, what is he now? How old is he now? Is he 28, 29? I mean, I believe, yeah. Something like that. that. Yeah, so now is the time. If we are going to take a bid on him and, and to get the biggest bid that we can, uh, I mean, Josh, I, I, I can't see him as a £50 million pound striker. I don't know what we... What did we pay for him? 50, 55 million, something like that at the time? Uh, yeah. And if we did, yeah. I think it's only... I think that I think the sell-on I think the, I think the sell clause, I think they can only take the, the percentage agreed on any profit that we make. Rather than the the whole fee, you understand me because they can't have two bites of the cherry, can they? But I think that's how it works. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near fifty or fifty-five million pounds at the moment. To be honest with you, um, I think he's I think he's more with his age. I think he's maybe thirty million pound, maybe thirty-five million pound if we're lucky. Uh, would I take that thirty or thirty-five million pound at the moment? Probably because I think. Um, I think Mikel he, he likes he likes he seems to like Nketia. I don't see it at the moment, but obviously he sees him in training every day. Uh, he scored a good hat trick the other day for England. I know that, which is which is which is always good um, for the profile and everything else and the confidence. And we've got Martinelli coming in now. Martinelli, you know, uh, the, the promises there. It's just unbelievable. Uh, and would you play him down the middle? And what about what about Pepe? Did he play? Did he not play him as a as a nine in France? I don't know. Um, he, he's always been a wide forward, but with Lille, he had that kind of the team was built around him, so he, yeah. he was playing. Was he, wide was he not up top though? No, no, always always played as a as a wide forward. Okay. Yeah, but so so we're in a situation where uh, you know it's stick or twist. Do you do you do you do you sell him? Do you sell Lacazette and um, put a Bamiang in the middle? I think he's doing a great job outside there, uh, Bamiang. To be honest with you, I'm not sure that I'd want to change it. But if you did, you got Saka that goes out there. Um, you could got you got William that could go out there. We're okay wide, I think, at the moment. And you, you know, I just think we could got to run with it and. It's a good squad of players. I think going forward, we're okay as long as we can create for those uh, forwards. You know, the the, top, uh, the players up top. 
Um, but it will be interesting to see what happens again. I've got, I've got about the same thing. He's got a lot of working out to do, Mikel, uh, with, to, 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 to satisfy everybody. So it'll be really, really interesting. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and for the record, I, I really like Edson Odwad at, at Celtic. If, if we were in the, or were within the need of, of a strike, I think he's the one I would, would go for. I think he's got a lot of potential for, for his age in, in the Scottish League. You, you wouldn't pay too much more than what you would anywhere else. So I think he would be the one I would go for. But like Josh, you said, interesting that Villa were linked with him and yet have gone for a highly priced championship player instead. So what that says about his availability is anyone's guess. Like I said, by the way, it's 30 in May next year. He's 29 until May because that's how it works. Um, Right. Okay. So that's the squad covered. Then um, we're not going to spend a great amount of time. Can on the next. Chris? Yes. Can I just cover one thing about the squad? You may. And that, that's the size of it mm-hmm. because it is too big. And this isn't a oh, I think it's too big. This is numerically it is too big for the twenty-five man squad rule mm. of the Premier League. Yeah. So to go quickly through it, you need well. Uh, it's a maximum of 17 non-homegrown players in your squad of 25 that can then have eight homegrown players uh, to make up to 25. And this is only players who are over the age of 20, uh, sorry, over the age of 20, so 21 and over uh, are included at the start of the season as well. I think that's also got to be caveated. So if you turn 21 during the season, it doesn't count. Um, so in terms of 21. exactly, mm. so in terms of homegrown, we have ten at the moment that are eligible. I think I can quickly whiz through those: uh, Bellerin, Chambers, Holding, Matt Macy, Maitland Niles, Martinez, Enketia, Willock, uh, Sheaf, who's now just gone out on loan to Coventry, yeah, uh, and then Bowler, who's yeah. a left back. So that's nine at the score because I'm not including Sheaf now and yeah so it's fine to have nine uh, but it's non-homegrown where we've got the problem and we've got 19 players there so we know that if we need to bring it if we want to bring in uh, Partey we need to get rid of at least three players to make space to bring him in as a one yeah so Uh, yeah it's Socrates so then if you want to bring in uh, Al Ahu is 22? Yeah, is 22. Yeah. God, you're asking me these questions. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's another one you need to get rid of. And this isn't even going into the microcosm of which position these players play in. We can't have them in place. Is it a case of Meza Ozo? Sorry, you're not in the Premier League squad. It's a huge thing. Um, to help everybody out in terms of which players aren't included... Reese Nelson, uh, Smith Rowe, Saliba, Martinelli, Saka. I'll mention Olienka as well because he popped up yeah. in a couple of squads for Gosh. us. Archie's uh, put here, Saliba will be homegrown next year. Is that right? Because of his age? It's two seasons at Arsenal, isn't it? Under the age of something. But it doesn't matter at the moment because he's under 21. Yeah. So he goes in the 19. It's the same as what happened with Guendouzi when we got him last season. That he was under 20, didn't count, but now he's over 21 or 21 mm. or over. He's now counts as non-home grade. So that's the problem we do have. But yeah, I think the way it would work is Saliba would come through as homegrown. 
but the problem's here this summer that we've got to get rid of three or four players before we can which is why I was I thought Gabriel was taking so long to announce mm. because he tipped us over as did Ceballos as well so yeah, there's a lot of players that need to go out well it's, it's, it's almost like you've kind of queued me up really and you, you've segued that effortlessly brilliantly without even really knowing because we're now going to um we're now going to tune into the bit Danny you might want to make a note of the time of the pod here because uh, frankly this is the only five minutes anyone's going to listen to we all know that uh it's time for Jeff's transfer corner um this is the part where basically Jeff um either makes or breaks everyone's summer in five minutes so um, no pressure Jeff um Obviously, without revealing your sources, um, we know ketchup and mustard are, are overrated anyway. But what have you been hearing, whether it be on your travels or, or at home, in terms of what the club is doing business-wise? I think we're all we're all pretty sure that there's going to be some outgoings that will probably happen a bit later in the window. But what, what's your understanding of, of the latest in terms of what we may be bringing in and uh, and how that is going? Do you... Do you sort of active negotiations you think are going on at the moment? You know what, Chris, you're breaking up, mate. I beg your pardon. Brief it for me, could you? Oh, we queued you up. Yeah, of course. Um, I've just said about the, the transfer situation. Everyone everyone always wants to know your how much uh, sort of intel that you might have or whispers. So I just wanted to know what, what you think at the moment in terms of business, the club are likely to want to be pushing to do how realistic you think some, some deals are and, and where the priority is from, from what you're hearing in terms of, of who may or may not be coming in. Well, uh, well the first thing's got to happen. Like I said, we, we, we do need to offload. I don't think there's going to be anybody else coming in until we sell some. Uh, I think we're really that strapped. Uh, I do think we're, we're, we're looking for that central midfield player that we're, that we're in need of, uh, whether it be uh, Partey or, or the other chap that you're just talking about. How do you pronounce his name? I can't remember his name. Hussam Awar. Awar, Awar, yeah, Awar. Apparently, apparently, there's more or less a deal done with uh, with Partey, but I think they're just trying to squeeze. Atleti for to to get the price down a bit. I think I think somewhere between thirty and thirty five million pounds would do it. But the buyout clause is is, is above that. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it will go. I think he's going to go right down to the wire. Uh, but apparently, Partey has had offers from other clubs, and he he does want to come to Arsenal. But whether or not Arsenal could 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 uh, just drop the price a little bit in the current circumstances. And whether uh, Atleti let them go, it's it's you know it's it's all in the making, isn't it? We'll have to just what. But I do think there's going to be hell of a lot of work between now and and what is it? October the second, October the sixth, something like that. When 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 the window closes, mm. there'll be lots of movement. I think in and out. As long as we, you know, we as long as we can get the outs done, we will get we'll secure a midfield player to come in. That's that's as much as what I can tell you at the minute. That's as much as I know. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. And and just a, a sub question to that: any player you think we might all be a bit surprised that they might be willing to let go in terms of the outs? Because there's a lot of talk about the obvious ones that have got value. Um, anybody that that might surprise a few that we might actively sort of accept an offer for? Uh, what, what our players you mean going out? Yeah. yeah, I'm just hoping they'll do. I'm just hoping they can get some some. 
way they'll find a movement for Mesut Ozil because it doesn't look like he's going to be in the in the team. Um, uh, we spoke about that already. Uh, Three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week is a hell of a lot of money. Eighteen min, eighteen mil uh, uh, to 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 get him off the wage bill. I mean that would be that would be great. Um, we, we've got to try and get it done, but apparently he doesn't want to move anywhere, and I think he's maybe going to see out his contract. So that's going to be a tough one. What do you do with regards to uh, again Maitland Niles and, and Lacazette and 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 even Hector? I would personally take maybe twenty five million pounds for Hector Bellerin because I don't think he's the best right back at the club. I think Cedric. I know he's old, but again, he's he's he's, he's a good player. I, I think he's a good player. I, I did fancy him at Southampton a few years ago. Um, when he first when he came into Southampton, I think he's a, he's a good player. He does, he's f- especially for a, a, what Mikko Arteta wants. Uh, the attacking wise, the attacking part of his game is much better. I think he's the best right back at the club at the moment. So maybe I think I think Hector, uh, I think Paris, if they can if they can pull up the money or, or close to the, the money that Arsenal want, I think he'll be out. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And um, Chris. I've got a question for you. Uh, I've got many. Years... I've got one more for Jeff. If you want to ask me afterwards, oh, it's, yeah, and it's well, a one-word yeah. answer, it's just a straight yes or no. Jeff, if we if if we can sell who we want to sell, uh, would Arsenal want to bring in both Partey and Awar? Yes or no? Yeah, just, just yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I think that's something that's been swept under the rug. So I wanted just to address that one. Um, okay. Yeah, Danny, you, you wanted to ask me something. You poor bugger. Been a my local team is Peterborough United. Come on, the posh. Many years ago, they got fucked over by Spurs because Spurs bought a couple of players off them with huge sell-on clauses. And then Spurs managed to get rid of, I think, both of those players in swap deals. So Peterborough got a fuck all sell-on clause. If we did a straight swap with Lacazette to Atletico Madrid, which is where he wanted to go before the transfer, because they were on a transfer ban and then he came here, apparently. If we said to them, we're going to give you Lacazette plus 15 million for Partey, would we still be obliged to pay Leon their thirty five percent? Could we be sneaky and get around it like that? No, as far Probably. as I, as far as, you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I've, as far as I knew, if, if he leaves, he leaves. But then I suppose if you're not paying a fee, then they only get a percentage of the fee you pay. So, because that's a lot of money we'd save, Jeff. Yeah, well, you know, I think they're, 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 Arsenal they've been quite creative, haven't they? Already, um, you know, with the what deal was it? Uh, Sabios. I think that was, that was mm. I think that was a no-brainer. That was a great deal for them, you know, no no loan fee, and we just pay his wages, uh, which worked out in our favour. If we, I think they've got to be creative in in the market uh, this this summer, and and and, and that goes for all the teams across the world. Everyone's got to be a little bit more creative, put a little bit more work in to get the to get the deals done what they want, you know. So you know, again, we'll have to see how we go. But I do think that if we can if we can sell, we can make the money up. Uh, we will we'll get them. We could get them two centre midfield players in or the two midfield players that we're looking for. Yeah, the, the other thing might be that Atletico want the money for yeah. um, what's it? Um, oh, what's the word? Uh, accounting. Purposes. I'm sorry to go full Swiss Ramble on you, uh, Chris, but uh, let's just mention Artur and Pjanic's not swap deal. Yeah, from you... Juventus to Barcelona, uh, only ten million pounds has technically moved across bank accounts, but it's sixty million and seventy million transfer fees. That yeah. might be what's kind of they're pushing for. So they mm-hmm. want us to buy Partey outright, and then they'll come along and buy Lacazette. Yeah. 
which to be fair i would be inclined to i mean i wouldn't sell like that anyway but i feel like i think like jeff has said if the, the trouble with the buyout clause is that the minute you for me a buyout clause is only relevant to a rich club it's only really relevant to a chelsea a man city a man united a psg because it's what is basically a, to me a buyout clause is a flex it's the club who put the buyout clause in place saying you are not having our player and if you are having our player you're paying through the nose for him if it's a buyout clause in terms of a club like us we're always going to come in and go yeah that buyout clause is lovely fantastic but we're not going to pay that so let's just stop talking crap and let's just talk about what you would accept because we both know that you'd be willing to sell because you wouldn't have put the buyout clause so low. If, if Atletico Madrid thought he was worth 70, 80 million quid, that's what they would have put the buyout clause in. That 40 odd million is there for a reason. It's the the maximum they would take from the deal. And I feel like we're just kind of moving things around a bit to sort of say, well, you know, we know what your price is, but this is what we're willing to pay. It's kind of transfer poker a bit. And that's why the transfer windows are so long and winding because these deals are so complex and anyone that's watching the um the Tottenham uh, nothing uh documentary as i believe it's called um will have seen that in that uh, Daniel Levy who looks and talks and acts a little bit like that uncle that you don't like to admit you've got in the family you know that one um he was saying on on the show uh, and i think it's been done on the man city one as well these transfer dealings and the stuff that you see on these shows that behind the scenes there's a lot more to it than just here's this money, here's that player. There's so much more that goes with it. Um, so I guess we'll I guess we'll have to wait and see. So uh, there you go, boys and girls. There's a little bit of transfer tittle tattle for you. Um, I do just want to very briefly uh, just talk about two subjects in one before we go to listen to questions, which is a little look ahead to the Fulham game and a bit of discussion just in brief about the fans, which I probably will lean on Jeff with more because he goes more than us three um so josh i'll lean on you for the fulham preview Twelve thirty kickoff um on saturday we open up the premier league uh, season fulham with a new goalkeeper tonight alfonso ariola's good joined them it's a game realistically if we're going to do anything this season we've got to go with the mentality of, of winning that surely sorry there was that to me Yes. Oh, yes. No, the Sorry. other job. <laughs> no. I, do you know what? You said it whilst I was half listening. It kind of sounds like Jeff, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, so how I kind of see us going to Fulham. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty uh, excited about this one in terms of a first, um, yeah, first game of the season. They've brought in some interesting players for Fulham but again nothing that says to me that they'll be um, you know a force to be reckoned with they only just went you know they only just come back up with a very similar squad that they went down with you know even Unai Emery could knock five past them uh, when we played them at Craven Cottage all those two seasons ago and that squad hasn't changed a huge amount and yeah so I'm not wholly worried by this i say i'm at the confidence level that of my fancy team i am really seriously thinking about triple captaining of bamiang so first game week in <laughs> so, so yeah uh it's i won't say that we're going to score 100 goals but there's still the the threats that were there two seasons ago are still roughly there mitrovic is still trying to work out if he's a premier league striker or a excellent championship striker Again, Anthony Knockhart's 
excellent championship winger, not great Premier League player. And that you can just continue going through that squad and use the same moniker for every single one of the players in there. Anthony Robinson at left back, he's one I would would be intrigued to look at. But again, Joe Bryan, the hero from the playoffs, will probably start ahead of him. And yeah, just got to hope Ariola makes a tit of himself. Hey, someone had to say it, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Danny, when you finished playing with your pussy, um, just just before I come to you, uh, Josh mentioned it there. ABW Fancy Football is is rocking and rolling. Um, just a reminder, by the way, guys and girls, you've only got two days to get your team's uh, input into the app. But yeah, if you download the official Premier League Fancy Football app, you can join the ABW League or you can join the Pirate Premier, my own personal league. Uh, you can use the code H8VTUG, T-U-G. <laughs> um, how appropriate. And you can you can join the Pirate Premier League. I think I've got like 12 teams in there or something. So if you so want to mention that. but if you want to join if you want to join the abw uh fantasy football league there is one simple rule yes i'm looking at you collings and you mel especially you mel because you, you you just you won't be considered if you have any spurs players in your squad at any point in this season you just get banned it's simple like it's not hard and ellis tried to give me this fluff about oh you know you're a dictator you're there fuck you ellis okay Fuck Ellis. Right. The rules are very simple. No Spurs. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try and get our fantasy thing because we've someone wants it in the. Oh, here we go. Go on, keep talking. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go to Jeff while while you're doing that because I want to get yeah. Jeff's thoughts on on the season ahead. Jeff, when you um, when you get back in into this country and and you know life sort of gets back to the new normal. I hate that phrase, but there's a, there's a, there's been a lot of talk in the last uh, last week or so. I think Tim Stillman's been been talking about it at length on a lot of podcasts about fans returning potentially to the Emirates. There's some talk of 15, some talk of 10,000. I believe Cambridge United is the first team that have been dabbling with, with letting crowds in at, at lower league level. I think it's a league two level uh, this week. Mixed results with that. We've seen a lot of COVID cases break out in in France, where they've had uh, they're ahead of a lot of the other leagues. In fact, that they're ready, they're already underway, and they've been letting in small crowds with masks in in France. And yet, a lot of the French, uh, or look, basically every team has had a case, uh, if not multiple cases, in Marseille and PSG's case or situations. Um, I just want to know what your thoughts are in terms of like you personally. Are you going to be looking to get back to games in in person? How do you feel it's it's going to be? And we've seen sort of talk the government of of uh, <laughs> the government <laughs> have, uh, have have sort of dropped this this idea that the the six person outside group thing is now going to be pulled back next week. So that there is a real risk that we could be entering a second spike of this of this pandemic, and, and especially with the with the winter weather coming on. Where do you sit, and how do you feel about? returning to games uh, and and how how do you think it's going to affect the Premier League as, as a whole from a fan's perspective as yourself? Well, you know what? My Wi-Fi is terrible here at the minute, Chris, and my battery's slowly, slowly screaming away, but I, I got the gist of what you were saying. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's 10 or 15% that they're talking about Getting them in, uh, allegedly, the, 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 I think it was the Sheffield United game. I reckon that's going to be put back. Um, 
I think between now and then, I just think that they might lose their bottle a bit, the government, and and, and push it back to another game. And um, there's these you, you can you can you've got all the season ticket holders have got to put there. Uh, you've got to go into the ballot, and you've got to get you get your group of fours in all together, so you can at least try and sit together. I just think it's going to be really tricky for them. It would be great. Um, to to get some fans in there and, and try and open it up. Personally, I think it's all a lot of old cods. I think we should obviously. I think you should let half the stadium in and 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 just run with it and see how we're getting on. Uh, I don't want to get into politics too much, but you know there are more people getting knocked over and and and, and, and struggling from it. There's, there's less people going into hospital down to the COVID. I think the country and uh, has got to get moving and and, and uh, sport we need we need people into sport and, and theatres and stuff like that I, I'm not sure I'm not sure that the government are ready to, to, to let us get get amongst it at the moment I think it will be maybe late October and if we do have another little spell you know what they might pull it again until January or February but there is going to come a time hopefully that we'll all get back into to watch the football matches because we're all missing it I think that live audience is there's nothing like being there live watching matches um, I've been very very fortunate over the years to, to see most of the games live uh, for, for many many years now and, and I've been missing it and no doubt a lot of other people have as well and, and watching it uh, you know watching it live is just a totally different experience and until we can get back to that even even the players I'm sure I'm sure that they miss it as well. So, but whether or not it will happen this side of Christmas, I think it's a toss-up, mate. I really do. Yeah, sure, same. And you, you've missed it from your perspective. Like you've missed not being there because obviously you, you go most weeks. So, you know, it was probably quite a big shock to you, I guess, when when this all went down before we we spoke about it last. Yeah, indeed. And you know what? I, I'm going to be the last one back to work because I'm in corporate hospitality that deals with the football and the tennis and, you know, cricket and stuff like that. Uh, and, and even the concerts all around the world. Uh, that, that, that's what the industry that I'm in. And I think we are, everyone's suffering in, in my game. And we just, we haven't had, we've not had a chance since, since last March. And um, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm trying dying to to get amongst it again, and obviously try earn, try to start earning a few quid again. But it's not; it's just really not happening at the moment. So it was a shock, but you know what? We've 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 had the lockdown now. I think we've got we've just got to move forward now and get you know get get, get everyone back to work again. Sure. Yeah. I guess we will we will see what happens and see what the future holds um right that's the main source of the show done we're gonna kind of wrap up with around about five minutes or so of listener questions so if you've got them uh whack them in the box now and josh and danny will uh, do the donkey work and pull those out for me um just while we're waiting for those to come through i'm just going to do a little bit of plugging uh if you want to join the membership packages that we're offering as danny has mentioned you can do via youtube or twitch you can do the sign up things there no pressure no patreons no paywalls um danny won't come around your house and throw a brick through your window if you don't sign up i mean he might but it's unlikely um so yes if you want to sign up you get like a little you get your own little icon thing and you get some privileges and you get waves from me and all sorts of stuff so if you want to do that and you want to support the show fantastic all the money uh, I say all the money, it's like it's going to be thousands of pounds rolling in, but anything that we do make does go back into the show, um, pays for my haircuts, 
pays for Josh's moustache cuts. It pays for, for Jeff to be ferried off to countries week in, week out. No, it doesn't really. It all goes back into the show. We, we pay for the tech we use um, and, uh, and all that good stuff, hosting, websites, all the stuff that I don't understand and Danny deals with. It has to be paid for by somebody, and that somebody is often Danny. So he's too humble to admit it himself. So that's where the money goes. Um, and we are going to be doing a bit of merchandising. Um, you might have noticed at the start of the show, Danny said about this beautiful T-shirt. If you want to make my ugly mug the centre of attention there, Danny. Um, these are kind of concepts at this stage, very early working with the design, simply and effectively. Um, but the plan is to have such designs as this moving forwards. Um, thank you, Danny. You can make me small again now. I don't like seeing myself that big. It's horrendous for all of us. But uh, yeah, we are going to be producing some T-shirts. Um, that might extend to things like mugs and God knows what else. But we're going to start with T-shirts. And uh, the plan is to settle on a design and um, you can pretty much select whatever color you want, men's, women's sizes, whatever you want. The t-shirts will be kind of basic grade, nothing too fancy. All the printing and the designing work will be done by me and me alone, as in I will be making them all um, from scratch with my bare hands. So if you've got like personalization that you want or anything like that, just let us know, give us a tickle and we'll do our best to make it happen for you. So um, there you go. If you like these t-shirts uh, or if you've got some ideas for t-shirts, we're mainly mainly going to do these logos, but we probably will do a couple of like slogan t-shirts as well. Um, so, you know, if there's a particular phrase or something like that, you, you get it. You know what people do with with monetization these days. We're just we're just trying to make it fun. Basically, if you want a T-shirt and you want something with our our branding on it, let us know. Um, Danny, we're still working out prices and stuff, aren't we? It's still in the early stages, but um, we'll we'll I'm sure tweet once it's all live and ready to rock and roll and whatnot. It'll all be done through PayPal initially. So you just pay for what you want. Um, and we will aim to post. Uh, well, I think we'll probably aim, we'll probably aim to post worldwide, won't we, Danny? As long as the money covers yeah. the post, we'll get them worldwide. With this being ABW, we're completely open with how much every single thing is going to cost. Hopefully, we'll be making about five quid profit per shirt, and then all that money will go back into the podcast. But we will be giving a breakdown because Chris is doing absolutely everything. So Chris is um, going to make some money for doing it because it's his job, and then we're going to make some money out of it. And the rest of it, we'll put the costs even down to how much it costs us to do the vinyl because we see um, some of the shirts will have stuff written on the back of the shirts, some on the front, some different colours, some different sizes and styles of shirts and it'll just be we're making as as we go along it's not going to be a business or anything so uh oh here you go paul wants to know any pirate things <laughs> yeah i mean we, we can do there isn't a lot i can't do i can't do actual photos so like if you say can i put can you put a photo of your favorite you know of your pet dog in an arsenal shirt um i can't do photographic work but anything stencilish like this or slogans or um a lot of you that followed the the pirates uh, account you'll know that i did all of our kits um so i mean even if you even if you literally wanted a bespoke um abw sort of themed football shirts so you've got a plain football shirt and you wanted a badge on it and stuff like that we're, we're pretty much open to that but predominantly we want to try and stick to the logos like this because you know it makes life easier i'm a one-man band so um ideally we want to stick to that but if you have got a specific request best thing to do is just DM the podcast account um, or email me or it's probably easier to just do the podcast account and Daniel forward it on to me and we'll um, we'll see what we can do. So uh, yeah, early stages. And uh, like I say, it's not a shilling. It's, uh, I mean, it is, but um, it, it's just a bit of fun. And uh, I know when we did it, when Jace 
used to do shirts for us and uh in the past we experimented with a few bits and bobs i remember actually seeing a pirate shirt uh worn by a friend of mine who got it done he wore it to an arsenal game itself which was like the biggest thing i've ever seen like compliment to me it was so fun um so that is what it's there for it's just a bit of fun um and if you know if, if you like it great if we sell two fantastic if we sell 202 brilliant you know it's the way it is um and no we're not doing masks <laughs> rubber masks Gimp masks, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I could. John, John, the fine line of those, I think. But what annoys me is I see so many YouTube people doing it. You'll get a tiny logo that big on the, the heart bit, and there'll be 25 quid. Yeah. Um, our ones will, um, if Chris keeps talking, I'll go and show you. Um, I'll get a picture up of one of the, the where well, you may have seen it on our Twitter a few times, but um, we have got an actual. Oh, no, how do I make this go into there? Like the front and the back, isn't it? Um, yeah essentially so you'd like you'd have this logo on the front and this again this is a prototype only it doesn't have to be this big we'll probably make them smaller ones and then you'll have the bird camp 10 on the back if you want that some people don't want detail on the back of shirts they just want plain which is fine we can do that and uh like i say we'll cater to sizes and, and See, there you go when you have that on the back of the shirt that is not a couple of quids worth of printing so you'll have the option yeah. whether you want that on the back or not hope at the start we'll be doing black with black shirts with white writing and blue shirts with yellow or gold writing and red shirts with white writing and so there you literally know when you're doing it if you do buy anything then it's all going to be made by abw my cat's fair hand uh and so yeah it, hopefully because uh chris is having to eat out of bins at the moment so we're going to be helping him yeah, eat healthily he's, he's eating out. he's eating out of date lasagna and mashed potato facts <laughs> it's facts yeah it's facts um and just looking at the chat dubbin and hemp asked for the pirates fancy code um it's uh h as in h for harry the number eight uh no all lowercase so it's uh hotel eight uh what's v in phonetic language virgin uh, no okay virgin uh h8vtug so hotel um number eight what is v in in phonetic sign victor. Victor. victor of course it is victor, victor Tango, oh, okay. uniform golf there you go uh yeah, so they, policeman we'll probably tweet it at some point or just just message me on the twitter and send me a dick pic and i'll get you in it's all good um, tags in say made in plymouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, we're honestly we're open to ideas like we, we want to make it fun so you know if, if you want to if you want to get on board great if you don't bollocks to you um right okay i think we've lost jeff um he was broadcasting from a signal in the middle of the mediterranean so um i i imagine we're not going to get jeff back so if we don't thank you g much appreciated um so we will just finish with listener questions um i've probably wanged on a bit too long about the plugging so we'll we'll get into it uh boys and girls did we pull any questions from the chat? i've got all of them i was oh, gonna go legend. through them oh uh, hand it to you then josh you can ask them Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, yeah, so what have we covered already? Imagine I could have done this during the time you were waffling on, but I decided to go and try and find my ABW-themed uh, Arsenal shirt that I've got. But I can't find it, so we'll have to go to the questions. Uh, so, yeah, the first one... Ooh, let's go, quick one from L. Uh, that's E-L, or it might be E-I, to be fair, in all capital letters. I don't know, but this is going to Danny, because Danny is well-connected. Yes. Uh, his question, or their question, is a few rumours circulating today that Grealish might join Arsenal. 
any truth in them. Oh, where did that? There we come? go. Back of a fag packet. Who? Who is? Who? What? That is the transfer generator in full swing. I think that one. Jack Grealish no to us. Don't need him. Although I do like the fact that he's gone full Ashley Maitland-Niles and got his socks rolled in like proper footballers. <laughs> I like him as a player, but I just like you said, I don't think he's a player we need. Is he really? Spurs written all over him. No. Yeah, feels a bit dirty, doesn't it? Dirty. Yeah. Dirty boy. Dirty. Uh, Loki73 asks, and let's go to you, Chris. Uh, where do you think we will finish in third. terms of in the league? In the third. Mm-hmm. No third. fucking around. I think we can finish third. People will laugh at me. I don't care. Is, is that the, well, the only question I'm going to ask is above or below Fat Frank? Oh, above. That they're they're the one that I think there's all this bullshit about. Oh, look at the signings they've made. Yeah, they still got a fraud as a manager. So it doesn't matter how good your signings are, if you're managed by a fraud, as our Manchester United, as our Spurs, um, I don't, I just don't see it working. Yes, Kai Havertz is a fantastic signing. Timo Werner is is a wonderful footballer. Um, Hakim Ziyech on his day, I think, will potentially be very very good, um, but. I think that's going to take an awful lot of time to gel. Thiago Silva's passed his best, and anybody with pace will rip him in, in half. Uh, Manchester United, uh, uh, Manchester United. I think Donny Van Beek is an excellent signing, but I don't really think they needed that type of player. They still can't defend for Toffee. He's still got a limp-wristed goalkeeper and and no forward line to speak of that worries me. Donny playing the same position as the the penalty merchant. Yeah, yeah. for Manchin and Pogba. Yeah, I mean, he can play deeper, and, and I think they'll probably get round it by doing that. And they've got the world's greatest holding midfielder in in, uh, in Scott McTominay, of course, so I'm sure they'll be fine. <laughs> to, to Chris, Josh, I didn't hear. Sorry? Mm-hmm. What did you ask, Chris, in the first place? Well, uh, it, Yeah, it was four words, was that question, and I've yeah. currently got a soliloquy as an answer. Well, I just thought I'd get out of it. That's all. I, I think the City are, are are in 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 the distance, but I I genuinely think we've got enough to finish in in third. I, I certainly will make top four. I'm I'm saying third as well. Yeah, good, good. Let's let's have nice. some fucking optimism. Let's not go all a certain person that I. Yeah, let's not go there. But yeah. you know, I'm sick of these people being negative about. Oh, you know. Oh, we still got the same squad. Oh, well, the manager's done proven. Oh, there's no guarantee. But fuck off. Just, just be positive. Like the world is literally burning around us. Like, can we not have a little bit of a little bit of positivity in here and, and maybe just go into a season and rather than saying, "Oh God, we're going to struggle to win any games ever," why don't we go? Actually, we got a very, very talented young manager, a very talented young squad, which potentially could be improved further before the end of the window. And I don't think, other than the two I've mentioned, that a huge amount of competition around us. So, yeah, why not? Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Done. Fin. Yeah. Fin. Over. Have they? <laughs> uh, Danny, this is another question coming to you from, let's go this one from Noir Confidential. Now, Noir, you get to guess which question this is going to be because you've sent us a couple. Uh, but the guessing won't last that long because, uh, yeah, Arteta didn't want to change the captaincy situation in the middle of the season. But what are your thoughts on Abamyang as captain? 
Someone made the point years ago that um, whoever is captain makes no difference. You can have 11 captains on the pitch, as we did back in the olden days, Gilberto and uh, and Vieira and Henri and all those. We had loads of them. So I don't really think, I think it's more of a ceremonial thing. If it's your birthday, you're the captain. I think that shows how important being captain is now. So I don't really care who has it. Excellent. That's a nice, concise answer as well. Thank you, Dan. Had to. <laughs> I was thinking of you, Josh. Yeah, even though we've now paid for StreamYard and we get unlimited streaming minutes, we still have to be careful with the limit. It's like my wet dreams. <laughs> there are there is only so many hours in the day. That is now the limit we've got. <laughs> uh, question for you, Chris. Um, uh, it's from J. Arsenal. If Arsenal were in the Champions League final against a French team. How many goals would Chris want the French team to win by? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd still Arsenal at heart, but um, there's nothing wrong with um, there's nothing wrong with supporting uh, French teams in Europe. Uh, if it came down to France, England, then we know the answer to that one. I'd hope France would absolutely smash England. So uh, there's no no issues there. I'm France uh, through and through in terms of international football. But no, you know, I I, I am very much into my French football and, and I love French footballers and and uh, I would love I'd love like an Arsenal Leon final for example would be fantastic um, but yeah I, I will certainly be supporting French teams in Europe next season before anyone goes eh, I'm just going to put it out there I will be but that doesn't mean I don't want to see Arsenal win the Europa League because of course I do nice uh, yeah I think I think we should win We'll win the championship. We'll smash any French team anyway, right? Because yeah, it, it would only be PSG, and they're basically the French Spurs. French Spurs. The French Spurs. They're bottle jobs of the highest order. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It annoys you to say it, but you're like, oh, shit. Well, well, <laughs> this year they have been. I'm no denying that. I think this year they yeah. can bottle it. They play it they just got beaten by they just got beaten by Bayern <laughs> yeah, by, by Bayern who just control everybody so yeah I mean I think they'll be back yeah. but we'll, we'll see well we'll keep it on we'll keep it for slightly French as well Danny this is from I'm assuming this is some royalty this is must be Dame Judy Dench because it's from M oh yes yeah um, oh. I can't think of another one off the top of it it was Michael Fassman no it wasn't Michael Fassman anyway Ralph Fiennes, he was an M, wasn't he? He was. He replaced her when she got annoyed. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, if there's any spoiler alert Sorry. for, for Sorry, Bond films. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm too young to know of, off the top of my head who the previous M's were. But anyway, uh, £50 million, pounds, I'm assuming it's pounds, not 50 metres, from PSG for Hector and Guendouzi. Uh, oui or non? No. No. Cool. <laughs> Do you even know who he is? <laughs> a lot more than that. I, yeah. I think Wendy's is going to be turned around, and he is going to be playing for Arsenal again this season. I think. I think he's definitely the um, the turd has turned. The tide. The tide has turned. The turd. Sorry, Gwendozy. Can I just add one sentence to that? Yes. Uh, trying. That that you're making. <laughs> The talk of PSG trying to sign Ganduzi is true. The talk of them trying to push Draxler our way is even more true. 
And that's the priority. They need to sell players because they need to raise money. So I wouldn't believe a lot of what you're hearing tonight. At the moment, Gunduzi's an Arsenal player. Unless we get the right offer and he gets the right offer, he'll probably stay. So and I and I hope he does. You know, he was a prick. Um, but he's a very, very talented prick. And anyone that doesn't think he's talented, go back and remind yourself of I think it was the Villa game where he basically ran our entire midfield for 90 minutes. So people have got short memories sometimes. We're all a twat at that age. Everyone reserved yeah. if it's Jack I can have redemption. Yeah, and exactly. It's a lot worse. Case in our own midfield that we can refer to, you know, it, it it's not like we've got like you know, it's not like we've got the in betweeners in our midfield calling Icelandic birds to our hotel at three a.m. Is it? You know, it's not like our captain's a jailbird. So you know, it could be a lot worse. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, and just oh, just on that, Jeff's getting tasty. Jeff has put. I'll drive him to Paris. <laughs> Sacre bleu. That's because Jeff's looking for a gig at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> <Just embarrassed. laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. PSG definitely want want rid of a few players. They're trying to sign Jeffrey Kondogbia. Remember him? Mm. Well, um, yeah. So that covers those ones. What else have we got? Um, I've got you covered, Chris. One sentence he said. It was a lot of commas and semicolons, but it was a sentence oh, yeah. nonetheless. Yes. Still good. good. While you're looking, Chris, thoughts. Yes. Lucas says thoughts on the United shirt. It's not it's real. The only thing, the, the only thing that's changed is that they've apparently the players are going to be wearing plain white shorts and white socks. It, originally, it was going to be the full zebra kit, and, and apparently they had so much pushback from, I believe it was even the club said, look, we're, we're not going to fucking wear that. Can you, imagine, like, can, you, can you imagine if Ferguson was still in charge and, and Adidas presented that? He'd have a fucking coronary. I mean, can you imagine? Like, And I know I'm, they've tried to dress it up like, oh, it's the stripes of old Trafford. Like, don't get me wrong, Adidas have made us three fucking wonderful kits this year. If you haven't seen the third kit, that's equally nice um they've done us very well they've done united up a fucking they've done them a a, a couple i mean that home kit is basically bus seats you know off of like 1980s buses um their away kit looks like an action man change or, or an action man kit change and and that third is just i mean i just I, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to achieve, but it, it's not a good look. <laughs> I think it Even would work on... pretty well as camouflage, to be honest. It, it probably would, I, yeah. I think that's probably why they've changed the shorts because they probably trained in it, realised they couldn't see each other. It's a bit like the grey kit they had from a couple of years ago. Because you use what... that, um, use that design for hiding new cars, don't you? Apparently, the grey. World War Two. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the time. Like, does it like when they're in midfield? If they're passing to each other, if they say Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes, do they all disappear like Beetlejuice? Is that how <laughs> that kit works? Like, if they say a player's name three times, they all just disappear. No, um, they win a penalty. That's what happens. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that's the way. It's the new distracting from the dives, so they oh. get the penalties. I'm just so happy they brought in Van der Beek because they had a perfectly balanced midfield and now they've ruined it because they're going to have to try and shoehorn in, him into it. Oh. On, the subject, on the subject of kits as well, just quickly, um, can we can we uh, just highlight how Nike have absolutely rinsed Spurs this year with the, the hideous kits they've given them? Their home kit looks like a, a, a 90s throwback, just 
fudged together kit. Their third kit, this horrific sort of yellow monstrosity that looks more like Arsenal's um, sort of uh, successful sort of 80s kits, if anything, which is quite hilarious. Um, yeah, their kits are horrendous. I know it's not important, but no. I feel like we should celebrate that. In, in a season where there's a lot of very nice kits out there, uh, Barcelona's black one is particularly fetching on the eye. There's a lot of hideous ones out there as well. Could I also say, just for context, for anyone who needs to calibrate Chris's tastes, he says the current Malaga kits are nice, oh, very nice. And the home... oh. Yeah, the away kit looks like sexy. Oh, what did I say? No, it just it just dreams. screams the like the eighties, end of the eighties. Oh, it's lovely though. Like, if, you sla- if, you slapped a t- if you slapped a dodgy TV, like old CRT. That's what it would come up like a little, little color TV. That's what it would look like. That's their strips, awful. Um, so yeah, I do have one more question in here okay. because we have covered uh, Noir Confidential. We have covered your one on creativity in squads. Uh, oh, bye, Jeff. He says, uh, "Wi Fi is fucked. I'm gone. Thanks for listening, ladies and gents, and thanks for having me on, Dan. Oh, and." Uh, Yes, if he'd have put the rest of it in, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Jeff. We will, Jeff will be back in Blighty quite soon, or he will never see him again because he'll be yeah. <laughs> we'll be All of our love uh, fucked. Yeah. Uh, Omar Carly, we covered your question on homegrown when I went all the way through our homegrown players. Just depends on who we're selling and who we're not. And yeah, we covered Lacazette and Ketia. Um... Have we all had our thoughts on Draxler? Should we have our yeah. thoughts on Draxler? Because I know Carl would like us to mention the player that he very much holds a candle to. Um, I mean, it's not happening. That, that, that's if, oh, PSG's <coughs> new third kit is very nice. Um, it's not happening. So you can have that thought if you want. It's just not happening. He, okay. he, is, on, he is on what is known now as the Ozil deal. He's at PSG. He's quite happy to sit on very high money, not play too much. And has no intention of moving. So there's that. And and he's been offered to Leeds. I mean, really? <laughs> he's he's not gonna be an Arsenal player if 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 he's being offered to Leeds. I, I would be shocked. And and through all the people I speak to, there is no truth in that at all. So I wouldn't believe it personally, but things can change. Sorry. Sorry, Carl. If I'd answered that, I'd have let you down a little more gently. But fuck it. Chris is just like throwing you in front of a tube there. Smash. That one. <laughs> Ruining uh, the dreams. I did say I had one more question, but I, I can't think. Well, oh, yes, it was from Phil Macker. Does anyone have any real hopes of us all being back at the games this season? <laughs> so, yeah. Yesterday's announcement, I had no hope of anyone ever being back at the, <laughs> at the stadium because it's utter madness. If they offered free tickets, uh, if they offered us a box, I still wouldn't go. And I only went to one game last season. Uh, it's it's madness. It just shows that uh, we don't want to get too political, but uh, our government are fucking morons. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Hey, everybody. It's all Sean's generation. Go out and do what you want all summer. Oh, fuck it. September is coming back. Spanish flu people. Google it. No, Yahoo it. Fuck Google. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I would say Scottish Scottish football is doing a trial, but uh, it is officially no. Yes, yeah, true, but it's no. Uh, you're not allowed to shout, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, 
Yeah, you got, wear, you got to wear a mask. Go wear a mask they, at all times. No shouting. Said, they basically said at the start of the summer, or the, when when all of this kind of ended, they they being the government said, um, eat out to help out, uh, go and mix with people, get back to normality, go and enjoy your office jobs. Uh, but by the way, all of those things we've just said, don't you don't do those things. It's like, well, I mean, you know, you, you've told us to go and do it, and. I think young people are getting a bit of a harsh deal in all this. I feel like they're getting the raw end of the stick. I don't think it's just young people. It's just people in general. If you let people, uh, please, let's not go down this route. God bless you, Steve. I love you. You'll be looking down and laughing at this if I mentioned the B word. But if you give people the vote and you give them the opportunity to do something stupid, they will probably do something stupid because there's a lot of very uneducated people in this world who don't do their research before making critical decisions in life. And um, I think Jeff made a really good point in that we all want to get back to it. We all miss it, etc. But there is a greater situation here going around that people's lives are at stake. And we don't know what the colder weather might bring. We don't know what the change of season is going to bring. You know, I mentioned the situation in France. It, it's becoming, we're three weeks I think we're three weeks behind where France were when they came out of lockdown and France is an absolute mess right now. So if that's anything to go by in three weeks, we could be in even in an even bigger mess. We, we, yeah. we should just be thankful we've got football back, really. Yeah, I've heard France are now doing a league table based on players who have tested positive for yeah. COVID. How many, uh, how many clubs yes. have got? Like, <laughs> Which I think puts Mets at the top of the league at the moment because they have zero players and PSG yeah. rock bottom. Yeah, P PSG are going into their game against Longs tomorrow night, um, potentially without, I believe it's 12 first-team players, including Kylian Mbappe, Di Maria, Navas, uh, Neymar, uh, et al. There's a lot of, there's talk that they're going to be playing Le Classique, which is the biggest fixture in France against Marseille on Sunday, with, uh, I believe it was last count, seven youth team players. And that is a game they do not want to lose. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, I, I don't know, it, Nobody can predict the future, but I don't know. I I feel like I feel like we've got a bit more to go before all this becomes normal again. And I think talk of fans in stadiums in October is I don't know. I think it's premature personally, but that's just my own views. Like I say, we don't want to get into politics too much, but just feels a bit too soon for me. Got a question from Twitch there, Josh, my boy. Oh. Okay, uh, is this for me to answer? Yeah, you, you have that one, yeah. Keep it to yourself okay. if you want. <laughs> Just oh, yeah, read okay. it and nod. <laughs> well, I've got to read it anyway, yeah. uh, if no one else will. Uh, joke question. If Messi signs for City, which no-nonsense defender breaks his leg first? Because <laughs> uh, he will get the shit kicked out of him. He won't have the referees going, oh, you breathed on Messi, right? Everyone off. Penalties until Barcelona win. I'd love oh, to see now, him come. It's, it's the question of... Who's not that type of player? Because they all inevitably are. <laughs> Who's not that type of player to break his legs? Uh, oh, God. Who's not great in attack? Oh, it's going to be Mustafi in it. <laughs> Mustafi's going to slide I don't think anyone's getting close to him, to be fair, if he did sign for City. If he comes to people surrounding him. No, no one will get close to him. Maybe Burnley. Who who would have thought that, that after all of the talk, Messi is is staying? Who 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 on earth saw that coming? 
Like he does it every two or three years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 he's one of those players I don't want to see in another kit. You know, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't doesn't seem right to me. No, if he stays at a club for a whole, you know, for his whole career, he's just another Jamie Carragher, isn't he? No, oh, nobody wants to be that. <laughs> Apart from Messi, won the league. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. 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 he's won a lot of stuff. In a car. There we go. Dakosaurus. <laughs> Um, from Twitch as per I honestly want to see Barcelona burn we will never forgive them for 2006 I was fucking there as the last time I went abroad that's put me off of going abroad ever again but oh, what was that what was it Be- uh, Be- uh, what's his name Be- not Bellotti um, oh the Italian yeah the guy who scored the winner the left back yeah uh, set up Bellotti. by Larson was it Bellotti no it was uh, Julian I think someone. it was Ju- Julian Giuliano Grazioli. No, I'm going to look it up. Otherwise, no. Here we are, people listening at home. It is a race between Josh Belletti. and Chris to find out. Belletti. Belletti. Hey, yeah. no, I'm, I'm no, no username required. Who has come in and Belletti. saved it, Dave? Do you see it? Anyway, yeah, uh, Josh, did you see that? I know Kolarov has signed for Inter Milan because I yeah. was going through the video of him singing Christmas carols for Man City TV. <laughs> and if anybody wants to see something of, oh, oh, it's just a different level of serial killer. When when ABW gets bored, this is what we do, people. We watch videos <laughs> of ex-players yeah, watching. How about after the last show, Josh? What did we do after the last show for the next two hours? Oh, I can't remember. It was chat shit. Football. Oh, we did do a fantasy well, football. Oh, oh, I've yes. changed my team again. We that sat and made a great show. Us just talking uh, two hours about fantasy football with, with Carl as well for two. It was about two and a half hours, yeah. wasn't it? And and we all picked oh, I up. Think it was longer. Yeah. yeah, I've changed my team again now uh, oh. because I listened to at least three different podcasts about fantasy football. So I suddenly Actually, decided, I oh, these would be good. And then people got signed. So I got rid of Greenish. Um, brought in Willie, and I must must admit. But, oh, um, what? Why are you bringing Willie? All right, I should say for the listeners, Chris has the weirdest choices of fantasy football. Why? What is is wrong with my... Why? Why? Justify that, please. Justify that immediately. If not... Uh, Willian. You talk about weird choices, and and there you are rocking Walker Peters and and Mohamed Flat-Track Bully Salah, Calvert-Lewin, Timo Werner is going to need at least six months to settle... Yeah. Um, Justin, who I I've never been convinced by, McCarthy he started Cole. for Leicester. McCarthy I mean, because he's going to save lots, and then I there's mean, the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if you yeah. want to go with that, if you want to compare, I'm going that, with it, and that's I'm fine. Going with it. Do you want me to put mine up? Is that what you're asking me to do here? I, I think it might be whip yours out, oh. Chris. Okay, I'll whip mine out. Hey, I'll done it. I'm, I'm and that is a Blackberry people. It is. Yeah. He's, he's stuck in 2004. Buttons, yeah, baby. Um, sure. so can you see? Can you see, focus? You fuck. Can you? Can you see? You I think that's Harry Kane's striker. Yeah, Harry Kane's son up front. Yeah. <laughs> Not, there you go. There you go. Sorry. So you got Alexander Arnold. You got Digne. You got James. Uh, Chelsea. You got Masuaku. Willian. Bruno penalties. Uh, Perez at Leicester. Aubameyang. Mitrovic. This isn't a selected team, by the way, if you're panicking that I've got Mitrovic as captain. I haven't. Yeah. Charlison. Uh, in goal, I've got Ramsdale. Mr. Ramsdale. Mr. And then Ramsdale. Oh, I'm not sure um, I'll just tell you. Substitutes, I've got Meslier, 
Uh, ben White. Alonso is asking why is Aubameyang a midfielder because the fantasy football have gone mental. Um, yeah, they've done it to mix it up for who you have as big name Good players, time. basically. Because everybody's team last season was basically Salah, Mane. Oh no, it was like Salah, De Bruyne, and then striker. You had Bamiang. Yeah, and you just had those three players, and you rocked the league. But yeah, uh, because Bamiang has played on left wing for most of last season, they've put uh, they've put him as like Salah and Mane are both. We know they're both basically strikers. So yeah, he's now a midfielder. But if you know, if you if you lot all think you know you're better, then 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 crack on, join join the ABW Fantasy League, join the Pirate Premier, and and I'll just and I'll, I'll put it out there now. I will I will go on record saying the winner of the Pirate Premier, ABW will do something different. But just, just my brush personal, your hair. Note that I will I will personalise an ABW T-shirt for the winner of the Pirate Premier. Yeah. So there you go. There is your incentive. You we could do that for the the podcast one as well. It would say 2020-21 champion across the back. I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're getting some heat about your BlackBerry, Chris. Orpheus is mocking. Yeah. I mean, you you, <laughs> you lot can just fine. Okay. I'm retro. All right. Look at my hair. Okay. I'm <laughs> retro. It's cool. <laughs> There's nothing. I like buttons. All right. I like pressing buttons. Just look at my Twitter timeline. I love pressing buttons. It's great fun. So, you know, nothing wrong with a blackberry. Nothing wrong with a blackberry. What do you mean, what hair, Nick? What do you mean? What do you mean? You can get him later. Right, are we going to wrap this up? It's been two hours. I've got a little I think so. I was waiting for someone to take over again. Uh, (laughs) Were we doing shout-outs or not? Because I've kind of forgotten again. Uh, I think of one. Yeah, we'll we'll do gentlemen's nods, but I'll just give you some time to think because I'll just wrap up the show while we do that. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Um, Just as a quick reminder, because some of you may not have been with us since the end of last season, might have done Dunno lots of stuff's changed basically a couple of people have, have moved on um jace isn't part of the team anymore um i still love jace we all still love jace there's no no bad blood but jace has moved on uh, Emery broke him then me and him uh, fell out so i have to take some of the blame yeah so basically blame danny is what we're saying but no jason we're, we're st- we still talk to jace there's no there's no beef there so it's all good um but he's moved on um simon will probably be on the show a lot less this year because he's got a proper job for proper people doing adult things so again he's finally made it to the top well he's basically the new ornstein essentially is what we're saying so you know good luck to him um og and dom are also in the background um og is absolutely hammered at work so he's he's stepped away as has shreds um dom i'm still hopeful we might be able to drag dom on for a special here and there basically when all of our players get banjaxed with injuries, which we all know will happen in a few weeks. Um, well, hopefully we can make our time work with Dongs. Obviously he's over in, in back in Oz now. So we need to try and make the times work. Um, I think that's kind of the ins and outs, but yeah, most well, of the Don did say he's bought himself a new um, uh, camera or headset. Um, he said oh. before the end of last season. So hopefully, yes. Yeah, so I mean, we could, if he wanted to, we'd even do a late night one. There you go. That's for, that's for OG. Yes. Because, yes. Because we love OG. And he was Love in the it. chat early. He just mess- he sent me a WhatsApp saying he's had to go back to work. He just popped in to say hello. Oh, God bless him. Yeah, me and OG, uh, we're, we're uh, hotly anticipating the uh, FIFA 21 release so we can uh, build our teams and get smashed every week so we talk on a regular basis. Um, but, yes, Josh is still here, obviously. Danny's still here. I'm still here. Uh, Shredder uh, might come and do a show if he's free. Perfect. He's, he's a busy man. 
Who's the other regulars? John's John's still in the background, but he's hammered with work as well, but he's still with us. Um, Vifey was last seen drinking wine across Europe, so we don't know what the fuck he's doing. Vifey's <laughs> like literally the new, uh, I don't know, he's just, he's, he's Lothario, what a legend. Um, but yeah, we've got plenty of people. Obviously, Nick is in the chat tonight, is with us, Femi. Um, Richard is going to do the show on Saturday. Hopefully, Josh will go. I'm actually free Saturday, and he'll do the live show. Josh isn't going to do the live show. I'm having to go, I'm having to go to bed now to get up in time for a show. <laughs> Hopefully someone yeah. else will do it, otherwise it's going to be me, because the ABW live from now on, half an hour after the game, and the show will be roughly half an hour long, and uh, with two people. So yeah. there's plenty of people, plenty of time after the game, because it's always a bit of a rush. Mm-hmm. So only half hour. It'll be a lot more condensed, a lot shorter shows. The podcast moving forwards will probably be back to the hour and a half curfew. Sometimes we might only do an hour, depending on how many games we've got to cover. Um, if you're on. Yeah, and again, the uh, the shows will be very much like tonight. You know, there'll be a menu, be talking points. We'll do usual listeners' questions, but most of it will be a little bit more streamlined. We're just trying to condense it because we don't want to bore you guys. Some people love our longer shows, um, but some people like shut up, like just get on with it. Like you, you know our format by now, dear listener. If you're still here now, God bless you. But um, yeah, a few things are changing. A few things are, are moving sideways, backwards, forwards, um, or whatever ever-evolving organism of love and pus so yes that's all good i might not even be able to see the full game how tragic is that i've told you an easy why can't you see it where are you gonna be i might not be home i've got a french team playing our french 50 division team are playing no i've got actual real life adult commitments on set i'm hoping i might be home in time but i don't know so we'll see i'm hoping Uh, i'll be up in time yeah, well, I've got a real commitment. You're just a lazy shit. Don one is asking about the pirates. It's semi sad news about the pirates, Chris, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, in short, um, we're taking this, a year. It out. won't be in short. No, no, <laughs> we're taking a year out. Um, so relative, uh, Danny. A couple of my players <laughs> last season decided that they could do a better job than me and, and decided to uh, go to another club. Uh, fuck them, basically. Mutiny, uh, Alan. You're dead to us. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, he left a while back. No, a couple of couple of players thought they knew better and, you know, whatever. Um, if they think they can do a better job than me, that's fine. They can crack on. But unfortunately, there was a little bit of a clique developed and, and a lot of other players left with them. So I was left with a very short, a very small squad. And then COVID hit, um, well, it's kind of the two in- intertwined. Um, and I looked at it, and to be perfectly honest, I don't really want a lawsuit on my hands. I haven't got enough money to pay rent as it is. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I figured the best thing to do is step away from, from grassroots football for a year. Um, all the sponsors we had before are still on board, like, you know, if we come back. But the plan is to come back in 21-22 in when hopefully things are back to a bit of normality but no in all seriousness um i'm not prepared to manage a team when certain things are going on the fa have been far from transparent in their views they, they haven't helped at all um there's nowhere near enough health and safety protocols in place in my opinion for for professional adult sports or semi-professional adult sports i should say um so i'm not comfortable so yeah irrespective of all players leaving well, not all, but the majority of leaving, I just don't really feel comfortable doing it this year. So that's why I've got like a house full of like steps and equipment at the moment because I've got all the stuff back. But hopefully we'll be back. Um, so, yeah, thank you to everybody who supported us for the six years I've been doing it. Uh, hopefully we will have a seventh year, uh, but who knows where we'll be in a year, you know? So, no, 
Nosa says, do you still love Giroud? I think we all do still love him a little bit. I don't. I don't give a monkeys that he talked about, talk shit about us. Who cares? Yeah, you know, who cares? I love it. I still love bloody Sas Fabregas, and apparently he went on strike. Bullshit. Ah, love him. Yes, we still want to say thank you to the people that are joining us on Twitch. If you do have Amazon Prime and you do use Twitch, you know Amazon Prime will let you subscribe to, to our Twitch, and we get two dollars fifty out of that. It costs you absolutely nothing. You, if you've had Amazon for the last five years and you've paid for Amazon Prime, you've had. 60 months of £2.50 a month or $2.50 a month, you could have given away. And so all you have to do, if everybody wants to do it, tweet us and I'll show you how. But we've got um, another another TV viewer, 18 Commander Root, Feet, Gick Gok, Hollywood AFC, which is Jimmy, DCU, and Jackasaurus, Just In Case, Lurks, and MJ, which is Michael in Sweden, and Thicker. They've all been in our Twitch um there so everything will be on twitch and it will be on youtube if it's live it'll be on both all season you might see more podcasts this season being done not live because we kind of liked the way it used to be where it's um yeah a little bit less pressure no no little less interaction with you lot because you're all scumbags so oh, there you go michael's done a little thing there so uh and also i want to say thank you to the people that have done joined our membership member you join it you get fuck all so thanks to nikki wilson j rob billy butler yemi Fash and our mate Corey, who's part of ABW, so is Nick, for for everyone for doing the join thing. Maybe don't do it because you get fuck all for it. There you go, Chris. I'm done. <laughs> Brilliantly done. Uh, right, so has anybody got any any thank you, shout outs, love, DMs, dick pics, whatever? Josh? Oh, we were going to do this 20 minutes ago, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the very last thing. It was some good feeling for me to find someone to uh, <laughs> give a shout out to. And to be honest, it took me all of three minutes to... To be fair, I was going to go to our Facebook page and look at the last person that followed us, who I think was Dave Atkinson. I won't say Atkinson. It might not be Atkinson. Might we be might Atkinson. have to delete our Facebook because we can stream to three services now that we've paid $240 for this. Mm. And uh, many years ago, we lost the password to ABW's Facebook. And Facebook, if anybody knows anyone on Facebook who can give us a hand, we cannot recover the password. It keeps telling us our email address and my phone number aren't aren't right, even though I'm looking at the page where it's got it on it. For So if we give it another couple of weeks, because then we can stream to Facebook. So we might shut our Facebook down. Cheers for reminding me of that, Josh. That's all right. So sorry, Dave, you were the last one in, first one out. See you later. Uh, <laughs> You've got Dave's full with shutting it down. Yeah, exactly, Dave. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> mate. What, what the that broke the camel's back because we'd forgotten about that, it. Uh, what is a Facebook? What, what's what's that? Oh, don't worry. It's, it's some, some people, yes, yeah, it's old ladies and gammon use it. Uh, yeah. But my real one was going to be for someone who does like stirring up the gammon but doesn't eat it. It was Hector Bellerin for yeah. uh, signing for Forest Green Rovers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, was that why some people, who was it? Someone I know said they were going to, it was, um, oh, bloke lives in from brighton lives in norway what's his name been on the show used to interview amy glowance for us when at the brazil world cup how can i not remember his fucking name no, he knows from brighton. anyway yeah him. he, he uh, said yeah. i might get a hector bella in for his screen shirt tell tell people about that because i've got no idea yes so forest green rovers the a team from nailsworth in oh, i've got to get it right now gloucester you see the Gloucester, Wiltshire, or Somerset, and it's in that horrible little zone where it could be any of them. But it's just outside Bath, 
uh, for people who know roughly where that is in the west part of the world, not far west as Chris, though, in Plymouth. But yeah, um, they are most well known for being the vegan team in, uh, well, in English football. So the entire uh, first team, coaching staff, basically the whole club and all of the food outlets only serve vegan food. Don't worry, that still includes chips. They just cook them with vegetable oil. I'm in. Chips and ketchup, that's fine, that's vegan. No one tells you that when you uh, think about coming vegan. Chips and ketchup, fine. You're just thinking about like plants and shit. No. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can eat chips. So, yeah. Um, and he's joined them as their, he's now their second largest shareholder. Uh, their biggest shareholder is Dale Vince. Largely, I would say, politely outspoken green activist who owns a company called Ecotricity who do green electricity. Makes sense when you think about it. And uh, yeah, he's just gone to join them to kind of help them bring their profile up, help them in a footballing uh, sense. And yeah, it seems like a really great partnership that he's drawn with them. I have a bit of a guilty pleasure for Forest Green Rovers. I've seen them play a couple of times live in the last couple of years, I think. No, I haven't seen more Forest Green Rovers. You've got to admire what they do and uh, the way they've yeah. they, a bit of a, a club with the way they've done it. But yeah. if there are any clubs out there that need a, a representative who is a carnivore and doesn't eat any fucking vegetables, <laughs> apart from potatoes, you give me a call. But <laughs> I think the future is the Forest Green Rovers mm. is the future because uh, yeah. and it fits in. Too. Yeah, it fits in perfectly with what Bellerin is talking mm. about as well. And they're not kind of. It kind of says, if you listen to, there's a big interview on Forest Green Rovers with Bellerin and when he speaks to Dale, the owner of Forest Green, and he talks through everything and how the club have kind of got to the point where they're now carbon neutral as well. That's really important as well. So that's huge with the terms of the amount of travel. You might go, oh, well, they don't have to fly internationally and stuff. Well, in that kind of league, if you're down there, you've still got to try and drive up to the likes of Carlisle, who will be in your league. And that's going to be, you know, a couple of coaches going up and down there. So they've still got those kind of problems. And yeah, it's great that he's kind of got involved with this. And it's a big environmental issue, I think, in general, is where you should look at it from if you don't agree with veganism or whatever. And, and you moan it, Chris, for going on. Oh, I just had an opportunity to talk, Danny. I thought I'd take the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's two of you have had a go all night. Me and Jeff didn't get a word in. Who's your nod to then, Daniel? Oh, I didn't think about this. It's uh, I, I can't remember his fucking name. He's been on the show. He lives in Norway. Worked at a kindergarten. Oh, for God's sake, it's really annoying me. I think anyway. I think I know the person you're on about, but I yeah. can't his name. He grew up I... in Brighton. Yeah, I. Well, he's travelling South America for three years. You don't mean Tim Vickery? No, it's not him. No, it's not. He's not a mate of mine. No, um, I'll just say uh, thank you to everybody who watches, all the lovely new Chris people. Island. That's it, Chris Highland. Yeah. Highlandino on, yeah. on the Twitters. Lovely, lovely bloke. Great um, really interesting. You should have a look at his Twitch because, I mean, his Instagram. He's recently walked the length or the breadth of Norway to go to his brother's house or something like that, and it took him about five or six days of his dog. So, yeah, really nice bloke. Love to get him back on again, but... Um, I don't know if he wants to. Yeah, and all the people are, are joining us on Twitch because uh, Twitch is the future along with YouTube. And hello to everybody on Twitch. 
done Facebook. Um, <laughs> cool. My quick two are Darren Berry, what a legend, at DB underscore AFC Highbury. Any day now, one of his tweets is going to be right. If you've been following him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's been incessantly trolling people all summer. Uh, one gentleman in particular uh, who I've also trolled tonight. Um, it's been fantastic. Keep up the good work, Darren. You're, you're doing God's work there, sir. Well done. Um, talking of trolls, how about mm. Eddie Longbridge? Oh, Eddie Longbridge is also another legend. Yeah, He's he got brilliant. by the club, didn't he, the other day? They really? actually, yeah, he, he tweeted something at them and said, oh, can we have pictures of something or other and, and they went yeah sure and, and yeah he, he got a reply from arsenal i'll have to try and look that up but Excellent. yeah they actually replied to him uh so yeah eddie is also doing some fantastic and work and there's eddie longbridge fan account as well which i think may well be eddie longbridge as well but brilliant just yeah. absolute yeah. brilliant so many decent quality arsenal com- um, comedy um, accounts and stuff on there it's brilliant yeah he's, he's uh, oh he's russ morgan's good. turned up dirty stop out he's turned up with about a minute to go well done ross well done well done sir, well done, sir. um yeah so that yeah that that's one but that's turned into two um and uh it wouldn't be the first show of the season without me giving a nod to uh to canadian kelly uh so hello kelly um and she, she said she was gonna watch tonight um she probably hasn't she's a fraud no love you you're well uh she's been spending some time uh, with her folks and uh, she's on a bit of a mission at the moment um, with a few changes in life and whatnot. So, yeah, she's doing good. And, um, yeah, a little shout out to her. So there you go. And people go to eBay and type in Danny's Loft, L-O-F-T, and go and buy all the shit that I All that crap behind me, it's all fucking going. There's about 300, 200 Xbox games on there. But don't stalk me. Actually, if you want my address, I'll tell you my address. You can. I've shown enough pictures of it. <laughs> right. Well, there, that's it. It's- Good as any place to end the show as ever. Um, just in case has been rumbled on Twitch, his yeah. missus has just come in and asked him if he's having a meeting with his work colleagues. Yes, he is. Justin, you're fired. <laughs> I can't think of any better place to, uh, yeah, I can't think of any better place to leave it. But yeah, we're all Arsenal. Um, we've had a lovely time. Hopefully, you have as well. Uh, do keep us tuned if you're not subscribed or you know, do all that stuff. Um, on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Uh, as the great man himself would have said, give us a tappy tappy. But yes, keep doing the thumbs up and subscribers hit the bell notification for when we go live, especially for the games. As Danny's just put the chat there at 30 minutes after each game will be live as usual. Jump on board, have a little giggle with us. Um, and yeah, we don't get paid for any of those clicks, but it does help us go up the you know list of, of things where people can find us because there are 456 probably by the end of this show 457 Arsenal podcasts out there um, well, there's a new one starting go and have a look on twitter for not another arsenal podcast uh, mike hurts who we all know he started it and there's uh, i'm going to put a list on our website i'm going to do a list of every arsenal podcast ever uh, because that's the okay. kind of guys we are and we'll probably be doing a few collabs throughout the season we'll probably get mm. a few you know podders from other um sophie's very good on, on the hybrid squad we get sophie back at some point um, I'd like to try and do something with the Arsenal America boys at some point. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably do a bit of cross-promotion. And something we are going to experiment with this year is getting away fans on with preview pods as well. We're not sure how it's going to work yet. Um, don't worry, we won't get any shitty people, just people that have got some balanced views to sort of preview games from their club's perspective as well. So um, hopefully that will work quite well. Those of you who remember the one when we had the Stoke guy on, 
yeah, that won't, that won't be happening again. Don't worry. Don't worry. He was a nonce. Anyway, um, that's where we'll leave the show. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I do hope you've enjoyed it. Keep it Arsenal. Fulham, 12.30 on Saturday. Let's go, boys. The season is back. We're all Arsenal. Keep We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. Now you're going to believe us. That's yeah, how it goes. It. Am, I, am I pressing end, Chris? It's been so long since we've hey. sung that song. Shut this shit off. Ah! During tonight's show, Chris mentioned that his mate Joel, who is at J underscore M-E-L one zero, has a little bit of information about the whole Thomas Partey thing. So here it is. Just in terms of Thomas Partey, uh, I think he fits into a kind of a type of midfielder that doesn't really exist anymore. I'd say Thomas Partey is somebody who is box-to-box, energetic, uh, really good physicality to him. I think a lot of the time now we look for a midfielder who can play further forward or can hold. I'd say Partey is a bit of everything. He, um, He fits the mold of a Simeone player in that he's got Great athleticism, gets around the pitch, works really hard. Um, high percentage of uh, tackles made per game. But I think one thing that will surprise a lot of people, or does surprise a lot of people, is his range of passing. Really comes up on the ball, can keep the ball, long, short, distance passing. Um, he's just an all-rounder, really. Um, there's been talk of him moving elsewhere in Spain, but I don't think that will happen. I think he'll likely move abroad if he goes anywhere. Uh, and his release clause, or his, his the quoted fee at 45 million is, in today's market, is an absolute bargain. Uh, I'd feel he's uh, made for the Premier League, uh, the, the speed of the game. Uh, he'd fit in without a doubt. He's going to be a bargain for somebody uh, who that... Who that is, we don't know. Obviously, he's linked with Arsenal. But yeah, I'd say he's last of a kind of a dying breed of people who can, it ticks every box for what you'd want for a midfielder and could be deployed in different roles and performs at such a high level. I think his performances against Liverpool in the Champions League were really high quality. And obviously, he's playing a midfield that's tailored for him. Atletico, the way they set up and the way they go about the game, but I think he's somebody who could fit into any system. So, at the money he's quoted at, I think he's a great signing for everybody who is will, willing to pay that fee. Um, I know Simeone has spoken that he won't stand in his way. I think that's more of respect for the player as opposed to he's happy to let him go and replace him. I think he'd be desperate to keep him, but he respects the wishes of the player that he'd like to possibly now try something else. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.